welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 132. 132. One Why trade the fuck deuce. are you shattering this? I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm suffering weird side effects from returning from the Shadow Realm as I was gone last week, Charlie. Alex, you don't get to make Shadow Realm references. You don't know what it is. <laughs> I get to make all the Shadow Realm no, references. No, you even know it was a Yu-Gi-Oh thing we explained it to you a couple of Bungie podcasts ago. I was 100% aware of Shadow Realm. No, you and weren't. Reference. Maybe not, but still, now I am aware. Yeah! Part All of me right, wants so. to dare you to do that voice the entire <laughs> podcast, and part of me is like, nah, I will find a way to kill him through this podcast if he keeps doing that voice. Life finds a way, Charlie. Life finds a way. No. No, no you, don't, you don't get to mix those two. You don't. Yes, Gold Bloom. Yes, Gold Bloom is an absolute gift, and you do not get to mix him with William Shatner, who is a plague on humanity. Yes, that's not fair. I'm sure Shatner the person is fine. Star Trek, on the other hand, fine. <laughs> but yeah, all right. So, so, so nothing, nothing happened this week. Absolutely nothing happened this Fucking week. Fucking nothing came out. I didn't play anything. We I didn't do anything. Nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah, literally nothing happened at all. Yeah, uh-huh. nothing, nothing ever happened. happens in video games. We'll, 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 in December. we'll, we'll just end the podcast here. Just yeah, end it right here. We're done. That's yep. It. <laughs> so, did you guys do anything this week? Uh, I guess I'll 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 kick it off here. <laughs> um, so yes, I was unfortunately was not here last week. Um, girlfriend had an emergency, and uh, she's all right. It's all good. But yeah, it was mainly uh, it was the tooth pain thing. So. Uh, but she's doing she's doing all right. You got some string doing... the door and close that door real quick. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but I had to do it quietly so we don't upset the neighbors. I, no noise. I'm curious how many more years I can make jokes about doors and string and teeth before people start being like, "No, what the fuck's a door?" <laughs> yeah, what is a door? But yeah, um, yeah, no, she's doing all right, which is nice. Um, I'm glad we uh. We are slowly starting to get stuff ready for, obviously, Christmas. Um, I know that's kind of the big thing and with the holidays and all. But, yeah, other than that, I mean, she's doing all right. We're doing all right. Um, on the gaming side of things, uh, I actually finally bought, I don't think I ever told you guys because I didn't get a chance to announce it last week, but for Black Friday, I ended up buying a RX 580. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. I, so explain why you went with the AMD over the NVIDIA. Uh, NVIDIA costs too much, and the price is starting to spike back up, especially okay. with the sales of the 2070s and 2080s not exactly doing too well. Also, yeah. hearing that the 2080 Ti is catching fire, literally. Uh, Wait, I what? Much... Oh, you yes! Amazing. I have not heard about this, but that makes me very happy. That's hilarious. Yeah, the oh 2080 Ti's uh, have been catching fire. Apparently. Ooh, that's... Mm. Hey, hey, perfect for the winter season. Yeah, if they, you they should to... they should they should you know have a special commercial just for the winter season. This will keep your room warm, warmer than you might like. As someone who's made many jokes over my life about heating a room with a graphics card or like with a PC setup, the, uh, like the there's a Christmas ad in here where it's like chestnuts roasting over a flaming GPU board or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. 
apparently uh yeah some of these uh are, well, it's only i guess the ti's that are catching fire mm. but yeah um i I've, I I've, I've never been against amd cards in general especially considering they deliver some solid like well so i asked because i am looking into the market of because not because i necessarily need to but because now in theory a couple like generations are winding down which means hopefully stuff like the 1070s would be cheaper but they're not right now so i'm thinking about yeah. taking the swap to um to amd because i've heard good things in the past but i've never had an amd card in the system so we'll go into it in the future but there were some new specs recently released for some ryzen and amd stuff mm. that is really fucking competitive so like was it um one of the ones they were talking about they were releasing they're going to release a card in their new next gen that for example would compete with the 1070 at half the price sure oh wow or or, or even compete with like the rx 2070 which is basically the 1080 at 250 as opposed to the 500 bucks that those cards are selling for mm, right now if nice. not more so it's they've got some really good spec stuff coming out. we'll talk about it in a bit um during the actual thing i added it on the notes there but yeah uh they're they're looking like they're building a really competitive system. So I've never been shy or never shied away from AMD. One of my first video cards was an AMD card. I really appreciate it. But it also, you got to be careful what companies you buy AMD sure. from. Because Sapphire and XFX are usually the best ones to buy AMD architecture cards from. Some of the other ones are okay, but Sapphire is like the top tier of it, so to speak. So it's not that I didn't believe you about the um, NVIDIA's catching fire, but I wanted to see what that fire looked like. and. This isn't like some spark, spark. This is like some fire damage on these cards. Like, yes, like, like plastic real fire. Shit. Yeah, like wow. real fire. That's yes. amazing. It's like, it's one thing, you know, people joke about, oh yeah, so hot it caught fire. Nope, it sounds like this one literally actually caught fire. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I, I'm a fan of, uh, of like I said, I, I, I've been a fan of AMD in the past, so uh, I decided to go back to Team Red for a while. And uh, so far, I like it. A lot of my games have been playing really well, and since it uses technically less power than my ten, oh sorry, my seven eighty, which I upgraded from, I had a seven eighty GTX. Sure. Oh, that's so, what I have. Yeah, it's it's a nice, it's a reasonable jump. It actually uses one power plugin as opposed to the two uh, six pin connectors, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it it's working really well. Wow runs pretty nice. Obviously, more Wow's more. Wow runs great on anything. My phone can run Wow. I'm pretty sure. It's nah, yeah, Wow's it, meant meant to be that to run in on. Ra- in raids, it's a whole other monster, though. I guess that's true. That's um. I concede for now. Yeah. Um. And uh. Yeah, I've been playing a couple other games. It's some Overwatch. I have it now running at ultra settings or epic settings on Overwatch, and it's running really nice. Uh, so I'm going to try a couple different games out and see how that goes. Uh, I did, obviously this doesn't really count because you can't really push graphics with it, but I was doing Wakamele. I went back and played that for a bit. On Ultra. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, a Ultra Wakamele. That's a, it's, that's a wonderful game. That's a, it is, that's a great game. It I, is I played, a good game. I played through it on two player and it was just super fun. It was really yeah. fun for us. Yeah. My yeah, girlfriend we, and I have been playing that and we, 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 we play it on the PS4, but I also have it on PC. So. I kind of want to progress on it on my own on PC, mm. so I've, I've been doing that. I haven't finished it yet, but I probably will pretty soon. Translation, Alex's girlfriend is holding him back in gaming, and he wants to play for... No, no, no. No, no, no. Do not put that juju on me. No. Stop it. 
Yeah, but, I, uh, I, I played through it on stream with a, with a friend. Definitely yeah. recommend playing that game two players. But not the second one! <laughs> I have not played the second one. It's not as good as the first one. one. It doesn't feel as good. Mm. Really, that's a little disappointing. We talked about this many episodes ago. I think we did, yeah. Yeah, yeah it sounds awfully familiar. But, um... So I was gonna, I was gonna play a couple different games here. I actually tried the Division. I went back and played that for a bit. It did Why? Like Just because I still had it on my PC before I uninstalled it finally. But okay, um, it, it 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 does play pretty nice on some of these other games. So I'm looking forward to trying it out for a certain alpha that's out there right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can't discuss details of it other than the alpha exists for said game, and yep. I'm in it. <laughs> um let's see what else have i been up to um oh yeah so by the way since i bought my rx 580 of all places i actually bought it from walmart walmart have you been following the controversy about the um walmart gaming oh, pcs how their gaming pc is fucking shit here yeah, yeah. oh no it's awful i saw the line of the- uh, i am so surprised uh, this is this is my surprised face I, I so, just love Walmart the puts that... out absolute crap. Wow, I am shocked. I tell you, yeah, no, it was, it was. So it's a weird thing because apparently some of the stuff is like okay, like some of the parts are okay, but like they skimp oh. out on a lot of stuff. Like the motherboard is pretty bad. They, uh, one of the ones that I saw, like, I guess they use a sample build, or, or it was on Linus Tech Tips or whatever that that channel. Um, they they had like a one stick of 16 gigs of RAM, which is terrible. You never want to run a single chip for your memory because you just gut your fucking memory total right there. Hey, but there's 16 gigs. That's how RAM works, right? Yeah. But you know what a lot of their money went into is the almost infinite amount of like different patterns for the fucking RGB on the case. It's ridiculous how many RGB options there are. I'm, I'm sorry, Fraser's taught us nothing. That's what gamers care about. Yep. Right. That's right. Yep. Uh, it reminds me of when I used to... Alright, I worked for uh, Circuit City for a while, and it was awful, and mm-hmm. sold e-machines. E-machines? Sounds like e-machines. You know, the, the parts individually probably aren't bad, but the way that they're put together is absolutely awful. Like, those the e-machines, like the motherboards had like Random bits of like soup, like hot glue drips on them, and yeah. random. I mean, those those are just manufactured poorly, and that's what that reminds me of. You're, what you're describing reminds me of e machine. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. Like it's it's bad. Like the, I mean, granted the T the T the ten seventy Ti or whatever that comes in it is okay, but like. Well, there's a lot of faults in the menu. Well, like, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like the parts aren't necessarily bad. Like, yeah. as much as PCs now are kind of like adult Legos in some ways, anyone with like a yeah, anyone can put one together potentially. Mm-hmm. If you do it badly, you still do it badly. And like, yeah, like a, a Nvidia 1080 graphics card is for the most part Nvidia 1080 graphics card, regardless of where yeah. you buy it. As long as it really is, it's when it's a Nvidia you have to worry or something like that, or <laughs> it's installed upside down. Yeah, well, it's funny because in the video that, that I saw that they did, 
I guess in the manufacturer, they even forgot to plug in the pin connector to the video card. So as soon as they plugged it in, technically it was already a bust. Sure. Because wow. you have you had to open it up to plug in the fucking video card cable. So, so my work uses the company to provide us with computers that ships the graphics card separate from the computer. Like it, it, that's that sounds like a great idea. Actually, it's it's not a bad idea because it stops them getting broken, I guess. But at the same time, I, I fall into a weird situation of as the only person in the office who feels comfortable seeding RAM and seeding graphics cards. It's like when the fuck did I become IT? This isn't hard. Worried about breaking it. Yeah, I'm worried about doing that too, but you're not going to. Yeah, uh, it, it goes with if you are just in general among your friends or what family known as a guy who can do anything with computers, it's the assumption that you can do literally anything with computers. Yeah. It's like you become instantly the IT guy. You end up learning about IT, even though you never intended to, just because everybody keeps asking you for that stuff. Yeah. That is 100% accurate as an IT guy. That is 100% to the letter accurate as fuck. Alex used to be a painter, but he knew some fucking computers and he went up in IT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was doing pottery and that was my passion. And then I fixed a VCR at the office and now I'm the computer guy. Yep. So Goddamn poor. One day, one day I'll go back to doing my pottery, but until then, this is where I'm at. But yeah, um, so yeah, I got myself a nice video card, so that'll last me for a while. Um, I bought Final Fantasy uh, 14 Stormblood expansion. Ooh. So I've uh, I've been having fun playing that a little bit. Got that Gunblade? Um, uh, that won't be for the new expansion. That's supposed to be Shadowbringers. Oh. I think, yeah. So, I thought yeah, they showed that like off in the... A... Oh yeah, you're right. That's the, that's... They did. Sorry, Shadowbringers, the, the next one. I thought you were in that one already. Yeah, no, that doesn't come out till I think mid twenty nineteen, which I will probably be playing. But I've I've been enjoying myself on Final Fantasy fourteen as well. Obviously, like you know, I play a little bit of WoW because there's some stuff I'm catching up on for WoW. But other than that, like I've been enjoying my time in Final Fantasy fourteen a bit. So um, I'm What's double dipping on the MMO market uh, right now. I'm playing a ninja, but that's the thing about it. You can you can change your class by just we mention this gear. every time we bring up this damn game yeah i know it's it's it, it's a stupid nice feature i don't know why but i like it like it's such a it and i no, i'm not gonna bring it up because i already know i said this line before, it is unique among is, among among uh mmo rpgs the ability to change your class that's very unique or you to do anything that's even close to changing your class that is yeah i'm also slightly terrified of the idea of having to grind up all these classes now <laughs> You don't it's have possible. to. It's an option. It, it it gives you something to do when you get to the end game, hypothetically. Yeah, and I think I already mentioned, but like they go pretty in depth with even the crafting professions. Yeah, yeah, that that's a whole other thing. Yeah, too, it, so. it's the Warframe effect. You're gonna have your favorite kind of classes to play, but mm -hmm. you can keep doing everything to have a sense of progression for many years to come. Yeah. So it'll it'll be interesting. It's nice to go to the subreddit sometimes and read people posting like I did it, boys, and like they post a screenshot of all the classes leveled up to seventy with all the all Ooh. decent gear. I'm like, wow, oh, yeah, like that's I, a thing. There's better things to do with your time. I love video games. I'm kind of all about video games, but I recognize that that seems a little far. It's it's out there for sure, but um. Other than that, I mean, it's been an okay day. 
or okay two weeks rather i guess i have to give a two-week report technically um but i'll be playing a couple different games just because like wow has kind of i've waned my interest on wow it's almost like this expansion was a Long-time fan killer or something, and is having rippling effects across the WoW landscape <laughs> in a non-hyperbolic way, according to the internet at large, and not just this podcast. Is it the gamers that are wrong? No, no, it's the gamers. Or no, is it I who's wrong? No, it's the gamers who are out of touch. <laughs> Thank you, Principal Skinner Blizzard. Uh, yeah. it, it's something I passively follow along with trying to follow, I guess, the story of this expansion. And what they're doing with this expansion, I first had to adjust to the fact they rewrote the entire Forsaken storyline since I stopped playing last time. And now what it is, I'm like, nah, the Forsaken are evil. We just haven't fessed up yeah. to it yet. Oh, yeah. It's very much shaping up to her to become Garage 2.0. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. But other than that, um, I'll be trying out a couple different games here and there. Uh, I'm also going to try, what is it called? Um, Dauntless. Give that another go. Because it's technically free to play, so I can just fuck around is with it? that and not have to worry about it. Dauntless is free to play. Huh. It, so I was actually looking huh. into it recently, and they use the same system as Fortnite, where you can pay to unlock like a premium unlock path, like their season pass. Or you can just do the free-to-play stuff. I paid money hmm. for that game a long time ago, but that was also to get into like the early beta or something. And I've not been back in a while, but maybe it's time. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out again, just because I was looking at it recently. But yeah, it is free-to-play. There is a Founders Pack where you unlock skin yes, stuff. Yes, I, but... I have the Founders Pack. Yeah, that's what they have, but that's pretty much... As far as I know, that's what I was looking at. So. Hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll report back. I, it might be time to go back to Dauntless for a couple of days. I have not played that game in a very long time and was reminded it was it existed a couple of days ago. So, yeah, I got it patched not too long ago, so I'll, I'll report back my findings and see how it goes. Sure. So, but yeah, other than that, that's it for me. Alright. Guess I'll go next. Um, I tried to play Destiny 2's expan- or DLC expansion, whatever the hell the right phrase is. The first of the annual pass, the Black Armory. I am way huh. too low a level to do anything with it, turns out. Which, initially, people were pissed off about, and I'm like, eh, no, I'm okay with this. I haven't been playing this game for almost a month. Mm-hmm. This is how it should be. Uh, but I also played that um uh, that closed alpha that Alex is alluding to. Um, it's indeed the Anthem alpha that's been all over the internet, and this is not a violation of the NDA, but like, that thing was definitely an alpha in a good way. A very good way. It was definitely an alpha, which is nice to see an alpha again. Well, that's good. Yeah, as opposed to like, yo, we're gonna show the internet the alpha. D- don't do that. Don't. I, I miss real alphas. I, I miss what that used to mean. I used to. I, I enjoyed the fact that it's like, no, this is a fucking alpha. We do not world want the world to see this. Yeah. At the same I time, can, I can appreciate I am, that. Yeah, I'm excited for January where the public beta happens. That so we can actually talk about that game because that. I can't say any more. Can't wait for January. Yes. Yeah, but uh, probably the most surprising thing I did this week is I played Smash Ultimate. Oh, wow. Let's clear up a couple of misconceptions quickly. I do not hate Sma- Super Smash Brothers. All right. He's going to talk about how much he hates Smash Brothers now. Brace yourself, boys. <laughs> I, I, hate the F- <laughs> I hate the FGC part of Smash Brothers, and 
even them I kind of feel bad for with Ultimate, so uh, the Smash part of Ultimate, I think, is okay and fine. Kind of. Like, I, they fixed Samus. Samus feels like she did back in Melee again. Maybe she's felt like that for a couple iterations. I don't know. I think it was in the Wii version, which was Brawl. She felt slow and clunky, mm-hmm. which I hated. Mm. But, yeah, the new characters are fun. There, there's lots of new skins. The music is great. There's, like, a fuck ton of maps, which is great. Stages. It's a fighting game, Charlie. They're called stages, except it's not a fighting game. It's a party game. It's fine. But the, the traditional <laughs> Super Smash Brothers part of, Super, of Smash Brothers Ultimate is great. Fuck Spirit Mode. Fuck but... that single-player story thing they put in that game. Fuck the unlocking for that game. Fuck everything about that mode. Right, so, when you launch up the game, you launch with, I think it's literally just the original cast of characters from the first Smash Brothers. For yeah. all modes. Except Spirit Mode, where you get to play as fucking Kirby. And I'm lucky I'm okay as Kirby, or I would be a lot angrier at this mode. And I'm already pretty fucking angry at this mode. So, through Spirit Mode, you play a bunch of, like, challenge things. I guess, like, to liken it back to the last game I played, a lot of um, Melee had, like, a challenge ladder of, like, increasingly bizarre and difficult and annoying things you could do in the game. That sometimes you play wherever the hell you wanted, and sometimes forced you to play. It, it was kind of a bad mode, but it extended the single-player aspects of Smash in meaningful ways. And then the third one, Brawl, had that really cool story mode. This attempts mm. to do a hybrid of both of those, except the matches for this thing fucking suck. Like, mm-hmm. so many of the matches are just total bullshit. I, I don't know when Super Smash Bros. added this, but there's now like a, st- like a health bar mode that they keep going back to in the spirit mode, and it sucks. The point of that game is to knock people off ledges, not beat on them till their health bar reaches zero, unless they're master hand or crazy hand. So, what I'm hearing is Smash Brothers is now carrying the FGC. I... (laughs) I'd be all for, like, this is a great game in some ways, if, like, the entire roster came unlocked in normal Smash mode, but it doesn't. You have to go through a kind of convoluted unlocking process that there are way too many videos online talking about a power unlock things. Like, it is, like, uh, on one hand, I get it. You want people to play the game. On the other hand, no one wants to, like, it's the, just give them the option to unlock everything in versus mode. It's all most people want. Don't make them go through the kind of convoluted unlocking system. Or worse, play the spirit mode. I'm really mad at the spirit mode because there's a kind of point where you branch off into one of three paths, and the path I took had nothing but characters I want nothing to play with as unlocks for it, so I'm still fucking playing as Kirby, and I hate it! Like, I don't have Samus, I don't have Link unlocked in that mode, I I don't have anyone I want to play as. And I'm not talking like, oh, I'm not unlocking characters, no, I'm unlocking like fucking Pac-Man, and Pichu, not even Pikachu, the version of Pikachu that damages itself when it fucking attacks! Yeah, it's it sounds it, it sounds like a smash. I yeah, and it's weird because I think the unlocking system for this is like a dirty thing to do to fans of this franchise who like oh, yeah. 
Yeah, it's like I want to play as Incineroar. That character looks cool as shit. I have not gotten a chance to yet, and based on my involvement with that game so far, I might never because I am so close to calling it quits in spirit mode because fuck that mode so hard. Like I, it's, and then your alternatives for unlocking stuff are like do these weird bullshit workarounds, which fine, but also like so many people just want to play the versus mode for this. I am one of those people, and I can't because I'm yeah. stuck unlocking fucking everyone. And there's a hundred and what's it, 150 some odd characters or something, 130 something. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the bullshit ways you can do it work, but just go fucking do spirit mode. It'll take you about as long, but it will be way more annoying. But there's like a currency, and there's like these spirits you unlock that I don't quite get, I don't want to get, but like. They're really important in spirit mode because they modify certain parts of the game. Like, I am collecting spirits to negate bullshit in matches in that thing. Like, the Flora's Lava. I have a spirit that makes it so I'm immune to Flora's Lava effects. And I'm like, oh, great. I have to have a thing equipped to negate this bullshit. Yay. Yeah, it looks like... All right, so I'm looking at the roster. It looks like there's about 80, 80 characters... And most of them you have to unlock. Oh, there's more than that. I, way more than that. Oh, uh, I'm, I am. I have to say, yeah, I do not like fighting games that make you unlock characters. It's dumb. There's no really good reason for it, other than just to make you play it over and over again. Which, why? Yeah. Why? There's, there's no, there's literally no good reason for it. Every, every other fighting game that I've ever played doesn't pull that. Tekken does. But Tekken's also garbage. Fight me. I don't like Tekken. But. <laughs> right, it's 69. You're right. You're right. No, it's, it'll be 70 when Piranha Plant comes out. Yeah, it's... it Like, it was just but the yeah. Echo character you had to unlock? Fine. Like, if the spirit mode was there to unlock, like, music and stages? Fine. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you've put characters behind either a bad mode or a convoluted mode or just power grinding the run, like, the the arcade mode, air quotations on yeah. that one mode to unlock stuff. Like, and uh, it just sucks. And I feel genuinely bad for like big fans of this franchise. Like, it's the I want to play this game, but good lord, does this game make me not want to play it? And I understand it's like, oh, try out some other characters, but at the same time, no, I want to play characters I think are cool. Like, give me Bowser, give me. Oh, so here's the better part. If you unlock characters in the other modes except spirit mode, those characters still aren't playable in spirit mode. Right. What? So if, that's so dumb. Yeah. So, so double unlock. That's that's even worse. Uh, so what are they thinking? Ha ha ha! I'd never like these well, match so, This is franchise anywhere. Spirit mode is full of great matches where it's like characters with infinite super and you're super light. So like. They can power blast you into orbit super easy. And then you're playing against a character that's got really good super range. Like I played this Incineroar match where it you you are super light, meaning like anything can slam you into the surface, and it fucking has infinite super. And Incineroar Super is really good and cool. Mm-hmm. But also, after ten times of insta failing that fight, I just said, fuck it, I'm out. Like I I, <laughs> I do not get spirit mode. It is it's it's not too hard, it's just not fun but you're pl- i'm playing it to unlock shit but i've also like i literally picked the wrong path i went left when i should have gone straight or right i think 
and I've unlocked nothing but characters I want nothing to do with. And also, like, that game on just normal Switch controls is bad. I don't think on, like, my Pro Controller or something, it's better, but, like, I genuinely thought about buying a GameCube controller the other day, because even the Pro Controller's not great, and the fact that I'm thinking about buying a controller specifically for a game I am this angry at pisses me the fuck off! But tell us how you really feel. I I wanted to like this one. Like, <laughs> I, I don't hate Smash games. I don't like the FGC that they have around them. Like I, okay, I'm not just saying I'm not gonna. I'm gonna hate myself for saying in a couple days. I think like I understand now why melee people exist. Like the idea of nah, we just want games to play like melee. I kind of fucking get and sympathize with because if this is the bullshit all Smash fans have gone through since Melee, I get it, finally. Like, if, if it was, we, we just want the straightforward game that's fun to play, yeah, I, I get it now. I don't want to play this crazy story mode to unlock everything either. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I remember liking the story mode for Brawl. Like, there was, like, the, like, the end of the world mode, whatever it's called. Like, it, it had cutscenes and shit and was cool. This is just like a Mario, like, this is like Mario Party and Smash were in a train wreck and they put a third train out of the parts that weren't broken from the other two trains, but it was like, turned out to be a rickshaw by accident. You're like, well, this isn't what we wanted, but it's kind of a more transportation. Yeah, I, I feel bad for Smash fans. Like, and here's the weird part. The Smash part is good. The, the fighting is good. The items are fun. The the fighting feels good again, in my opinion, but, like, what the fuck do I know at this point, either? It's, like, the rest of the game is kind of bullshit I feel bad for them for. Like, it's the... It's like, are you a Smash fan? Yeah, maybe don't buy this game, actually. But do... Be prepared to go through a weird amount of stuff to unlock characters. Like, is it fun? Not really. So, just to kind of throw this out there, this mechanic of unlocking characters is not new for Smash. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Smash Brothers, Smash players, people who play Smash Brothers know what they're yeah. into in the be what they're going to get in the beginning. No, yeah. This is not a, a, some sort of surprise. No, and I, I, I've played the unlocking modes in previous games, and I guess, like, the spirit mode is worse than previous iterations. Like, like I said, like, the, the one from Brawl that, like, that like cosmic battle thing where you like play through and got teams of three, that was fun. This is not. Mm -hmm. Like there have been versions of this unlocking storyline that have been fun. This is not one of them. Like it's and maybe I'm kind of like it's the I haven't played Smash in a long time kind of thing. Maybe I'm bad at the game and that's the problem. But like some of the matches it throws you into are just bullshit. Like it you, you could fix a lot of my issues with this game of like turn off one or two of the conditions and just make it so ringouts matter. And, like, mm -hmm. let me pick from the original roster of characters. Don't constrain me to just Kirby and whoever the fuck I've unlocked. Like, I literally, like, it's the, if I unlock a character I like playing as, I might be having more fun, but I haven't because I went left. <laughs> and, yeah. like, is that kind of a Get Goods Johns moment? Yeah. But also... I went left, and I'm still playing as the starting character because I did to unlock anyone I'd rather play as. I've tried everyone I've played as. Pac-Man was kind of fun, except Kirby was better in my opinion. Like it's, and I don't, I don't like playing as Kirby. I think Kirby's kind of a boring character. Like it's the, 
I can't play as any of the characters I want to in Ultimate or any of the characters historically have been in the game I want to play as. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking like it's like, okay, fine, if I'm locking Cinderor, fine. Let me play as Samus, let me play as Link, even. Fuck, you have to unlock Mario in that mode. You unlock him really early, but he's still not something you can play as by default. That's kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> that's spirit. Like it, that, the jokes of Sakurai as a giant Kirby fanboy, like, I, I fucking get them now. Like, I, I, yeah, I... Oh, you, yeah, have you seen... By the way, have you seen some of the... Like, there's a video out there that has all the Smash. Yeah. Or the final smash abilities. Have you seen how stupid good King DDD's fucking smash ability is now? Yeah. It looks fucking great. Yeah. So it just further adds to the whole, yeah, no, it's, he's a big fucking fanboy for Kirby. Yeah. I, That's his baby. Fucking plays DDD. I have no heavy characters. I like heavy characters in Smash. I have not unlocked any yet. Yeah. Like, give me Bowser. Give me, like, I, give me DDD. I, I got Donkey Kong finally. I'm like, yes! I'm playing as him some, I guess, but like it's still, it's like I, I'm playing through a mode with no characters I want to keep playing as because I'm playing that mode, and in my mind, it's the most effective way to unlock characters, which sucks. Yeah. Like the other alternative is either play through the story, the arcade mode a bunch, or do like one minute fucking matches where you don't care. It's about it's about getting inputs into the game to rack up enough time to unlock something. Quit the game, go back in. Like that's the bullshit strategy if you unlock stuff the other way, and it's dumb. Like this is bad enough that you said like for hey for two bucks we'll unlock all the characters in Smash. I might do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's typical Smash. It sounds like Smash Brothers. Yeah, yeah. and I, I I get it. Like it's the Smash fans are expecting this. At the same time, like I thought they deserve better, and this like. 20 hour spirit mode to unlock everything, unlock all the characters feels like a rub. And as someone who has not played a Smash game seriously since, was it Brawl was the third one? Coming back to Smash, like, looking for an excuse to own up a, a Switch and getting this and being like actively off put by it, it's not a great look. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. And like, on top of that, like, it's, okay, how do you do a tournament for this? Like, is some guy now responsible for bringing their fully unlocked version of Smash to tournaments? Because that's how this works right now. Yeah, yep. that's how it's been. I mean, you had that's to do the same thing. That's how it's always thing. been. Yeah, uh, that's, that's never been anything new. There. I mean, you had you had drama happen like before with some people who would talk about how they couldn't get um, what was it? <sighs> they couldn't get uh, Shumagrath and Marvel because you had to pay for the DLC to unlock it, and one huh. of the guys who was competing uh, was a known Shumagrath player. So, yeah, when they host tournaments, they know, unfortunately, that this is very much a thing. Ah, fair. Yeah. Well, they, they, I mean, I don't know, this sounds like another Smash Brothers. Yeah. I've never been a fan of this series myself, and I just watch it and just kind of laugh when I see you know, people kind of either getting super happy or losing it over whatever Smash does. Yeah. I the Smash community deserves better than this game in some ways, which is weird to say because parts of this game are great. The actual Smash part of this game is as good, if not better, that's always been. The inclusion of the super meter is a cool, fun mechanic that the game should have had since Brawl. Mm-hmm. At the same time, like if you're like me and have not played a lot of Smash games in the last decade or so, 
and you come back to Smash, like, okay, this is the one I'm going to play again. This is not... It's, it's weird. It's not a bad game, but, like, if you were asking to read, I'd be like, it's a 3 out of 5 game. Why? The fighting's great. Spirit mode is that much bullshit. Hmm. And, and I get, like, it's the Smash, it's like, oh, you're being too hard. I'm like, no. You're just used to this, and this is what you want. The rest of us out in, like, the normal game, like, the non-Smash gaming community will not stand for this. This is mm-hmm. some bullshit. This is some bad game design, even. Like, this is this is a choice someone made. It is a bad choice. Oh, but it's what we wanted. That's great. Three out of five still. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I can imagine the, like, reviews for this game are all fucking over the board, and a lot of them hinge on spirit mode. Hmm. you're not wrong like it's like oh this is what smash fans want that's great i'm sure they're happy or some version of happy but i also watched some streams of smash fans like the night that game came out being like well we're unlocking stuff this kind of sucks yeah the fact that you have to double unlock is just oh no so uh if you unlock some spirit mode it unlocks everywhere but like it doesn't it's not back and forth it's the spirit like it's the air quotations spirit mode is the correct way to unlock stuff in this game. There are other ways. And like here's the issue. I can imagine Nintendo patching out the current quick way of unlocking stuff because it technically is an exploit. Mm. Yeah, it's like you are supposed to either play a shit ton of arcade or through all of spirit mode to unlock all the characters. That that, that that's not debatable. That is a fact. I can see also the target mode yep. or whatever it's called. Like that is that is the correct way to play this game. That just seems dumb. Honestly, yeah, I agree. Like, I, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, but you know what? You get people used to something, and if people never say, no, this is what we don't want, I mean, this is this is a larger issue, in I think, in video games in general, in that if you just keep throwing money at them, they're not going to change. Yeah. No, if people I'm... keep throwing money at, at these companies, and then... And then you're surprised when they don't change? I mean, if you want a company to change, you tell them, we're not going to buy your things. Yeah, and, and like, the, those easy but ways... I've never, but this is this is one of many times I've never seen any any single time a complaint has come up about a video game. Major one, even, even major ones. They still buy it. And so that tells the company, we don't have to listen to you. You're going to give us your money anyways. Why should we bother listening to you? You don't vote with your money then you'll never get any changes. So, I mean, that's that. That's all I have to say to like people who are unhappy with the video games they get. Stop handing money over to people if they aren't giving you what they what you really want. Yeah. Don't don't hand them money and then and then say do what I want. Demand it first. I know. Or else you'll ne- you'll literally never get what you want. There's a very decent chance this is the last Smash game. I will ever buy unless like I have some weird coming around the corner moment because like it's the I- I'm enjoying a quarter of this game. The remaining three quarters which are the spirit mode for me. That's my bit. like again, it's the like I-, I come back to the there's even ways I can think up to fix spirit mode that maybe they should have fucking done because my biggest issue with spirit mode is I have no characters I want to play. Like I Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing, it's like you want people to play your dumb game? Then let give let them do what they want in your dumb game. Yeah, I mean, I, seriously, that doesn't seem like a difficult concept to me. It's like, if you want people to actually play a game, 
you got to give them a character they want to play. That's yeah. why so many games offer like you know char- uh, character editing, you know some sort of character editing, whether it you know is just the face or it's the entire body, because people want to play as who they want to play as. They don't like. I have despised any game that makes me have to unlock characters that I want to play. I don't play any fighting games that I've ever required unlocking characters. I just don't. Practically on principle. Yeah. Because it's just, it's, it's, I don't see the purpose for it. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I literally don't see any purpose for it. There's, there's none. I, I, you know, I'm thinking, I'm actually thinking pretty hard about this as a person that is actually a game dev. And I can't think of any good reason to do that. I mean, yeah, lengthen the amount of time they spend on it. They're going to spend your, it, it's not like that makes you more money. If they spend more time on the game, it, it's it's just really that's the worst sort of artificially extending gameplay time I can imagine. Is just you have to get to what you actually want to do. You have to just you know just grit and bear it no, and, through and, the, rest, and the rest of the game. Word for I, started, I was looking it up quickly. This like this game feels like if someone said, "Hey, we're releasing Mortal Kombat," except you can only play as Melina, like Kintaro, or Rain as the first as the uh, characters initially, <laughs> and you have to unlock <laughs> everyone else. And Scorpion and Sub Zero may or may not be in the game, or they're like the last characters to unlock. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what it sounds like. I yeah. mean, that's the thing. It's like there, there again. It just comes up. Whatever. If you just keep giving them money and telling them, "I don't mind what you're doing," they're just going to keep doing it. Until you tell them no, I don't, I don't want that anymore. So yeah, yeah it's just it's just kind of yeah, it's a thing. But yeah, I mean, if you want things to change, you tell them. Then you say, "I'm not giving you money for this thing until you change." Yeah, and to that I say, good fucking luck when it comes to Nintendo. Yeah, no, and like, <laughs> and like I, 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 like to your point, if this is what Smash fans are want, I'm sure Smash fans are very happy. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like you as a community deserve better than this because, like, if this is what you want, someone has pulled some like Lovecraftian monkey's paw. You're getting gaslighted hard. Yeah, for. like you're you're, you're getting gaslighted hard. For. Yeah, like it's seriously. Like th- th- there is a Smash Ultimate Arcade Edition coming at some point. That's like, and everyone's unlocked from the get go. And like half the year going like, oh, I could never unlock these nine characters. Guess I'll just buy that. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, or you could, you know, play a real fighting game. Yeah. Just, Smash Brothers just, is a real fighting saying. game. It's carrying the FGC now. Is it? Just, just oh, saying. Yeah. Between only that because, and only because Street, only because uh, Street Fighter is just garbage now, really. Um, and Dragon Ball for- Fighters. <laughs> Dragon Ball Fighters is a a legitimately good game. <laughs> Confirmed for carrying the FGC. It's what? amazing that like Street Fighter is the like honestly it's laughable at this point, and so was Marvel. And you have the games that are usually like the openers and not the you know the the, the end cards, if you will. Bring back like, KI. That's all I'm gonna say. Tekken is carrying. Dragon Ball Fighter Z is carrying, and now Smash. I hate to say it, but like, and we have news later on about Street Fighter, and it's just not helping its fucking cause. Yeah, I'm sorry, I, but 
<laughs> yeah, no, on that note, we should move on. I've gotten my kind of poison out on Ultimate at this point. I, it's, I, I went into a lot more... I, I, I had more feelings on that than I realized I had, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I'm still playing Red Dead because I want to see that ending, but holy shit, do I not want to be playing Red Dead Redemption anymore? Like, I, it's... The Game Awards, which we're going to talk about later... And other podcasts where people talk about how, like, like, oh, I'm 10 hours into Red Dead and I'm loving it. And I'm like, yeah, 10 hours, I thought that game was fucking amazing, too. I, I, I've come around a corner where I think I'm like, until you're, like, to- until you're in Chapter 5 or later in that game, you don't get to have judgment about Red Dead Redemption. Like, <laughs> like until you are 30 hours into that game... I don't think you should be allowed to have an opinion about that game anymore because the point I'm at in that game, I just got done doing some stuff where I'm like, why the fuck did I just spend four hours doing this? Why? Why is this segment here? You could cut this entire fucking chapter and probably like ten fucking hours of my life out of this and the story would be the same and that angers me. (laughs) Yeah, I've... But I'm going to finish it. I, I, I'm going to finish that game because I will not let it win. I, I, I've reached that point where I'm just like, fuck it, we're seeing the end. Let's do this, I guess. Mm-hmm. We're going the distance. We're going for speed? Yeah. What have you been up to, Henry? Not a whole lot, really. I mean, I've kind of held off on playing some games and doing some things simply because of what we're actually going to be talking about later on. But, you were yeah, a professional uh, and spent the time doing the research. Yeah, I I have like a couple of pages of notes here. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah I don't know. I mean, it yeah I haven't really been up much this week. Uh, binge watching Legion. That's pretty much it. Fair. Hmm. News time. Yeah, I think it's time. All right, Alex. Yes. It's news time. Oh, I, I can do it again? I'm allowed to? Yes. Yeah! Why did I ban you from doing this? No, too far, too far. Back on the ban list. <laughs> <laughs> when did I ban that? I felt like you banned me a while ago from doing it. Uh, maybe it was MXO. I feel like I, I claim that that seems like something I'd have banned and you didn't listen to. Yeah, that one I won't listen to. I... <laughs> <sighs> First off this week, NVIDIA, the makers of a flaming video card, have unveiled the uh, Titan RTX for $2,500. I, for one, fucking love this because I love Titan X people. It's like, I got Titan X. I spent too much money on a graphics card, but it's awesome. Yep. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty. Yeah. Got that gold on it. I'm sure the Titan X will be a stupid powerful graphics card that costs too much goddamn fucking money that almost none of us will have a utilization for, but, you know, you can sit around in chat rooms going, well, on my Titan X, it really looks quite damn cool. <laughs> Sorry, Titan RTX, my bad. Three letters now, not just Titan X. Titan, yeah, Titan RTX, yeah. You're paying for those two extra letters. THQ Nordic has acquired the Carmageddon IP, and given their track record, that means a new Carmageddon is coming. Yeah. I... Da, 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 da. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that that was the hype for it. That I, was it. 
<laughs> I enjoy the fact that THQ is Nordic has become this weird company that like they buy IPs that like you're like, man, it'd be so cool if a new Carmageddon happened. And then THQ Nordic's like, we bought the IP, and you're like, oh, I guess we're actually getting a new Carmageddon. Like it's, I, I fear it'll be like the Darksiders, where I'm like, yeah, new Darksiders. Darksiders comes out. Oh, we have new Darksiders now. Ah, this is not yeah. as good as I thought the other ones were. Oh, well. My memories. Uh, we talked about this some last week, but 2 Millie is officially suing Fortnite over that stolen dance. I saw that. Hilarious. Yeah. I, um, I, I agree with that. I absolutely agree with it. And I'll tell you why. So, I think... So, it's a, it's, alright, so, that's kind of his branding. And yeah. the fact that, but it's, but it's not that they're using it, it's the fact that you have to pay for it. So that's paid content. So they are paying for something that is his product. Feels different than if you think about, you know, World, uh, World of Warcraft emotes, you know, a lot of them were dances of kind of famous people, you know, a lot, a lot of them. Those were free, though. Those were all free. All those emotes, I mean, they were, they're famous, you know, parodies or homages to, like, famous dances. I mean, there's, like, I remember one did, like, the Napoleon Dynamite dance. But the difference being that you didn't have to pay for those. And this this one, the this one that 2 Millie is suing for, mm-hmm. it's a paid emote. So Fortnite has made a certain amount of money. No telling how much. It's probably in the court documents. But made a good sum of money over money has been what paid. is it? Over ostensibly what is his product, so I am I am actually pretty happy that he's going through with it because this is an important thing. They shouldn't just be allowed to just take whatever they want from you and monetize it. Yeah, it's one thing yeah. to use it, use it, and give you you know some promo, but it's another thing to monetize it. Hmm. That's where they screwed up. They shouldn't they sh- they should have made it a free emote. They shouldn't have monetized it. I I would say just pay people for their IP. Like that's yes, that's maybe the simpler approach. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, that's 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 a very, very good way to look at it. Yeah. Pay people for their shit. It's a novel concept. Well, so and I guess while we're on this topic, and also kind of indirectly talking about Epic Games, the Epic Games Store has launched, and they are very intent on paying people for their shit, as we were just saying. Where the revenue split for that, unlike other platforms, is going to be eighty-eight twelve. Yeah, that I heard about that. It's fucking phenomenal. So the typical one has been 70-30, which for a long time the argument was it costs this much for hosting and distribution, et cetera, et cetera. And like, so the interesting part of this is Epic got out there and talked about how kind of hosting fees, this is based off the hosting fees for Fortnite, a game that is perpetually kind of patching and being downloaded and uploaded and stuff. So an indie title that maybe patches once or twice a year, potentially, probably shouldn't be getting screwed out of that much money, or they should not be held responsible for the amount of money that, like, a Fortnite needs to keep going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Have you actually checked out the Epic story yet? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's small, and it looks very... It, it, they're definitely going to have to work on organizing it a lot yeah, better. Yeah, so the... The official kind of release from them is, for the time being, it's just a curated kind of hand-picked set of games coming to the Epic Games Store, and in the future, they will open it up to submissions and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's pretty much what it looks like right now, but um, 
yeah, I mean, it's. I'd love to see finally see somebody take on yeah. Steam. Uh, they've had yeah. a monopoly on it for so fucking long that mm-hmm. they've refused to innovate. Yeah, like that's that's unfortunately that that's what it's become. There's a reason the fucking joke uh, about Steam is they they can't count to three and their support system is non-existent. Yeah, like that. There's a reason people say that shit, and it's because their support system is almost non-existent. Yeah, yeah. So. And I, I I kind of understand why that is. Steam is its growth is just beyond. I it I can't believe how big it got. Like just how massive it is. So it's it's kind of like I think they're just going through another level of growing pain in a certain sense. Mm-hmm. Well, so and to kind of add further incentive in some ways, if you are releasing an epic game engine, uh, un- sorry, epic. Unreal Engine, so that's the one I was looking for. On most platforms, you have to pay a licensing fee for it. If you're released on Epic's platform, there is no licensing fee. Yeah. That's another big draw. Yeah. Get people to make more stuff on there. And I mean, mm-hmm. like, let's be honest, Fortnite is shitting money left and right. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. It's, it's stupid. Like, the fact that it's so popular, like, even in the mainstream now, like, you hear it brought up like i was i saw some newscasters doing the fucking Fortnite dances recently which well, also to be fair those Fortnite dances come from real people yeah i know what you mean but like the fact that they're like oh yeah it's fine but kids thought i'm Fortnite, and then you have some like 50 year old dude who's trying to do the freaking l dance thing and it's just like oh god does that mean Fortnite's no. officially dead if newscasters were doing it yeah no i, I mean yes sure but they're still making money hand over fist, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that was a joke. Yes. On kind of, in a weird transition, we're going to jump to Steam for a quick kind of weird news update. Uh, remember a couple months back when it, Steam announced we're going to be cool with every game you put on here? Yeah, yeah. That I, was a I, lie. Did, and, of course. Not a lie I necessarily disagree with in this case because Steam is now banning... Well, they they allowed the sexy games on there. The porn games are now allowed on Steam in an official capacity, and now Steam is back in that back a little bit, being like, "Okay, we're cool with porn games, just not with ones featuring young-looking characters." You know, the lolly stuff. Which, yeah, I can't disagree with them on this one. So, um, well, if you go to the article though, there is an addendum, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, and. Well, I mean, all right, so the addendum is that Cross Love's developers say that essentially there's specifically points in the story itself that demonstrate the characters are over 18. No, and that's kind of always, that's been the crux of this conversation for a long-ass time. Yeah. And so, yeah, and that's, I can kind of understand both points of view. It's... Yeah, the article we also are pulling this from talks about how this is not necessarily an equal across the board ban. Like other, yeah, there are specific games called out in this. We're not going to mention here, but like it's not an even. Every game that features the same stuff is getting tagged. Yeah, you're now touching on an even weirder topic of like the hentai market that I am not in any yeah. way, shape, or form equipped to go into the nuances or details of that. Like has always been skirted by its drawings, and we're saying they're 18, so it's fine. But 
it's Steam's platform. Steam gets to make the rules. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like if you uh, and the thing is, because it's their platform, they can literally make up any rules they want. They can make up a new rule that says you can't have a game on Steam unless you have the word uh, yellow in your game name. Yep. And and then you and it's just like, well, that's their new rule. And if you don't like it, too bad. So, yeah, they get to do whatever they want with their platform. If if tomorrow they decide that you have you have to eat bacon before you can play on uh, put a game on Steam, then that's the new rule. So, you just kind of have to live with it. I would if not you don't like it, that rule. I would Can yeah. I <laughs> Can I just say I love the idea that like in this podcast that we said hentai games. This just makes me so happy. That's a real genre. You do know that, right? <laughs> I know it's a real genre, but I never thought we would be discussing. We've it. talked about hentai before on this podcast, like, and well, well the thing is, fuck, I we mean, have, and this is we have listener mail that mentions hentai of, this week. The problem, <laughs> you know, the problem with Steam is, is that they they obviously had kind of stumbled on, like, stumbled over the idea that they should have been censoring content on their own platform, probably uh-huh. already for a long time anyways, and they didn't have, you know, whether the staffing or the processes or the tools to do so. Or the will to, even. Like, it, you have and, to be willing to do it in the first place. And so uh-huh. they so they got kind of, basically got flustered and and did a massive, you know, and, and you know, and it's been covered, the massive ban of many games, and then they end up rescinding most of those, but they're just like, uh-oh, kind of like what, Tumblr's doing right now. I mean, if you've heard anything about yeah. that, but Steam Steam is just going through. They went through and just kind of banned everybody, and then they kind of let everybody kind of respond and undid a certain amount of those bans. But it's they didn't. They should have had something in place for this in the first place. Made everything very clear. But you know, and this is this is just the sort of backlash they're getting for not having good enough guidelines in the first place and, th- this and, is also- uh, and not good enough processes for any of this stuff i mean and yeah it's they they, they sh- i mean because now i mean some of the games that were kind of banned have the bans have been lifted i mean i've just noticed like games that i've that uh in my own collection that like uh well i have i have one uh by uh i have a visual visual novel mm-hmm. uh by uh, Christine Love. I have actually a couple of visual novels by Christine Love on my on my Steam account, and one of them's pretty graphic. And it's but it's but it's all adults. It's all like presenting adults. It's obvious, like obviously adult. That is, they're drawn like adults. Yeah, and they're and so it's so that one was clearer, and so that one managed you know to pass by the content issue. But that's the thing. It's like. They just didn't have this up in the first place clearly, nor did they have the proper procedures in place to deal with this stuff. So that's what we're seeing now. We're just seeing Steam actually putting in place things that they should have had in the first place. And it's going to be a bit of a snafu. You're going to get stuff caught in it that's not supposed to be. It, it, Like I said, it's an overreaction from not having been ready for this in the first place when they should have been. Yeah, and on top of that, it's, also the, it's a test of it's one thing to say we're going to host every game and then to realize what the kind of implications of that mean yes. in certain categories. And like, yes. yeah, it's, like we are not going to go into the depth of like this topic is a much larger topic on the internet as a whole because it's, yeah. it's a complicated one. Like it's the, 
I'll say it again. Like we are not prepared or the right people to talk about kind of the younger but eighteen aspects of that part of the culture kind of thing. Like it's yeah, it's its own it's its own thing. And yeah, and so that's yeah. why I'm really talking more about you know where Steam is and the perspective of Steam and what they should and what their responsibilities should and shouldn't be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what they're doing is kind of what a lot of other organizations like. This is not a unique yeah. reaction to Steam, which is no. like, no, this is too complicated a topic for us to be involved in it. No, like they they should they should have just been doing it in the first place. Yeah. They should have had something in place in the first place. That's and that's really what it comes down to. It's just a major overreaction in their attempts to add nuance after basically overreacting because they didn't have something in place. To begin with, yeah, and they sh- that they should just clearly had something in place to begin with. Like you said, it's one thing to be like, "Oh yeah, we'll host anything." Well, you know, we you know we want to be, you know, have that sense of freedom to a certain extent. But it's like you don't really want that on your platform necessarily. And a lot of the platforms in general have been learning that in the past five or six years. It seems like yeah. you know, internet platforms in general that they may actually want to consider their content and consider what they will allow on their platform. Yeah. I mean, they were always going to have to do that. It was kind of pie-in-the-sky idealistic thinking that they could just sort of let things be whatever. I mean, are they not familiar with the internet? Yeah, and... I mean, <laughs> I, I, just, just come on. We are increasingly in internet. an age of people that should know what the internet is, not knowing what the reality is. Like, oh, no one would post weird shit on Tumblr. Mm. I'm sorry, do you know <laughs> what the point of Tumblr is? Where you post weird shit. Yeah, uh, but, well, that's that's what it became, and then, finally, just with all the issues, it's like, they sh- they're trying to do something they should have done in the first yeah. place, and of course, it's super heavy-handed, because they didn't, and they have to overreact. I- Mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed kind of the ripple effect from Tumblr with a bunch. It's it, like on one hand it fucking sucks. On the other hand, it's a beautiful wake up call for lots of tech companies out there about yes. what that like copyright claim thing that's going in the EU is going to be mm-hmm. like. Where it's like, oh no, this is bad. It's like, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah, it is definitely a part of a larger conversation about just the internet. But yeah, yeah. So Steam. Well, welcome, welcome to having to grow up, Steam. Yeah, welcome to the internet. Yeah, welcome, <laughs> to, welcome, welcome are to new. Welcome to nuance. Yeah. Well, so speaking of welcome to nuance, do you guys want to talk about Thesda or Street Fighter next? Uh, let's do Street Fighter since we shit on them recently, and I want to shit sure. on them. Sure. So Street Fighter recently got out there and announced that they are putting in-game ads. It's not quite clear Please. what the nature of this ads are going to be, and players can block them. If you have those, but if you have the ads running, you will get more fight money. I just want more. Uh, I just want the ads to like literally be all over their their uniform, their skin. Like that's what it's gonna be. Really, really, it's gonna be like. Have you not like, seen the like, screenshots like, on that? Like, like Ken running around with a uh, Kraft macaroni and cheese on his back. Yeah, it would be like the the sample that's they have amazing. has Ryu and Ken like has Ryu with like. The Capcom Cup World Tour logo on his fist, yeah. which means the logos would be on his outfit. It's not just playing in the That's background. That's amazing. It's That's on his outfit. Hilarious. Like a fucking NASCAR guy. I love it. Yeah, I love I'm it. I'm kind I love of it. all about this in a weird way. I think it's hilarious. With, yeah, like it, it's 
uh, on one hand, this is super shitty. On the other hand, I, I kind of love it. Yo, it's just, oh, I'm finding it absolutely well, especially this opens I think it's up amazing. A, this, this opens up a dark world where it's like, okay, does that mean like pro gaming teams are going to have team-specific skins they have to use at, con- at, at tournaments? Like, is it possible that Street Fighter tournaments at EVO will suddenly become like a beautiful NASCAR menagerie of oh, we gotta use these skins because, well, Team Cloud versus Team Evil, they gotta have their sponsorships. God, yep. this is a fucking train. I love it! It's amazing. I love it. I, I, and I, I don't want to see increasingly ridiculous, ri- like, utterly ridiculous branding on their uniform. Yeah. Like, just, just, just the worst. Like, uh, I, oh, oh, I want to see, I want to see a, I want to see Akuma. I want to see Akuma with Brony wear. I'd be okay with that. What I more want is Ken. That'd be, I, uh, I just, uh, yeah, I just imagine Akuma wearing a Brony t-shirt. Just like a t-shirt over over his, you know, ripped D or whatever. Mm. A, a, a My Little Pony t-shirt. I just want Mountain Dew sponsored Ryu versus uh, Dorito sponsored Ken. Mmm. I want the joke to come full circle. Two great things taste great together. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I th- I think that's I think it's fantastic and not entirely unexpected. Yeah, because yeah, it's 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 become it's become I it. I think this is one more sign that it's become a true sport. I had not thought of it that way. In all honesty, I yeah, that that makes some sense. Like really and truly a professional sport. Yeah. Okay, I I can see. Yeah, that. I, I, I get it. That's actually an interesting take on it. I had not thought of it in that light before, and that's that makes it a little less egregious. It's still funny as hell, but oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. So the other option I pro- I proposed to you too was Fallout seventy six is making the news this week in not one but two stories. One of which is kind of eh, whatever. The other one's a bit more serious. We're going to start with that. So, um, Bethesda support actually leaked a bunch of customer name, address, and phone numbers to people. Wow. Yeah. Their support team was leaking people's private information. So, and this uh. was caused by, and this is kind of the, eh, this is bullshit story, but also not. So, there was a version of Fallout that came with, that was advertised as coming with a nice canvas bag and a helmet, mm-hmm. I think it was called like the Fallout Edition or something, or the Nuclear Edition? Yep. Power Armor mm-hmm. Edition. Mm-hmm. And what shipped was a shitty nylon bag instead of a canvas bag, and people were outraged. And initially Bethesda's reaction was, ah, they were kind of expensive and you know, things. That seemed like an okay explanation until it came out that influencers were getting those canvas bags. Yep. Oh, Oh, are you fucking kidding me? I didn't oh, even no. know like that. Like at events part. and yep. stuff like that, they were giving them out yep. for free. Yep. Yep. Are yep. you kidding no, me? No, I am not. I could not make this So shit they up. did make them. They just start, well, they decided to just cheap out on everybody. I mean, it's a, and if, if people listening don't know, this is a $200 package. Yeah. Yes, $200. That's a lot of money. And considering that. And I saw this as well. Somebody actually did some searches on eBay and whatnot to see how much a canvas bag like that, how much you could get it for bulk. 
even if you bought in bulk just like, you know, 500 or 1,000, which they probably did way more, they would have done way more than that, it was only a couple of bucks a bag for canvas bags. So they could have afforded to do it because apparently it's not that expensive to get canvas bags printed. Apparently it's no more than like four or five bucks a piece. So, But I bet nylon's like one dollar a piece. Oh yeah, nylon's nothing. Nylon is yeah. useless and worthless, and that's why it cost, probably cost them cents on the dollar. Yep. But so as a result of this whole controversy, they set up a, hey, register and we'll send you the canvas bags and some in-game money that you couldn't even buy a real canvas bag for. Oh yeah, that was the oh, yeah, best oh, yeah. part about that. How part. much was it? Five hundred or six hundred? It's five hundred um, atoms or whatever it was called, which equals yep. about five bucks. Yeah, yeah. well done. And about it's not you... enough to buy an actual canvas bag in the game. No, no, there <laughs> is no canvas bag in the game. It was more. It's you a couldn't buy a costume. canvas bag in real life. But there's, but there's like there is a costume in the game that has a canvas oh, bag. I didn't know that. And it costs more than that. Huh. It, yep. The item is seven hundred. Adams. Oh, that's... So you can't even get the virtual one. It's Beautiful. amazing. Well done. Well done. Well done. Applause. So, kind of get back on the news topic, though. The new the, the ticket system for this replacement system is what gave people access to a lot of personal information for people. And we're not talking, like, one or two. We're talking a, a kind of everyone in Fall 76's information, sort of. So, well done, seventy-six. The gift that keeps on giving. Oh it's, man, it's, yeah, it's, just, it's a long list of people. You can just kind of scroll down, and uh, again, I'm not talking like small information. I'm saying like it's, if you're in this system, you had addresses, names, phone numbers, yep. the type of cards used. Yep, yep. If you've ever had, yep. if you've ever had enough, if a, it's right, it's a support ticket. And if you ever made a support ticket with Bethesda. Potentially, you're in there. How do you mess up this? I don't know. Wow. How? How? Hubris. Yeah. You assume that you're on top of the world and that people will buy your shit no matter what. People don't seem to realize that you there are certain things you still need to do as a developer or as a company to make sure things go well. This kind of shit is not shocking considering how many companies do not take cybersecurity fucking seriously. Oh like, my gosh. Yeah. As a guy oh, yeah. in the tech field, let me tell you, there are so many people that do not take fucking cybersecurity fucking serious. And it isn't until there's a shitstorm like this that something is done. So yep. remember a couple years ago with Sony and all their shit that got leaked and all that stuff with PSN and all that nonsense? Yeah, they started taking security really seriously after that. But oh, yeah. prior to that, it no, it's a fucking joke. Oh, so I, I was working uh, I was working at a uh, I was working at a university in the web department when a big leak happened while I was there. Not on my server, not through my web part of the website, but it happened. And it's because that part of the server, not well protected, had not been updated. There you go. Not taking security seriously. Yeah, and there is one other thing I'll add to it, just because I have that tech perspective, is there's also a huge lack of actually training and getting your employees to understand certain security things. And, oh, like, yeah. this is just a huge fucking oversight. How does this not, like, how does it leak out where you can see all this customer information? Why does a support person need to see, like, some of this information anyway? Like, 
I don't maybe maybe I'm overanalyzing that part, I guess, but like um the support people kinda need to see all of your information. But that but it's just they 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 made it open to the wrong to the wrong client. So I mean it's yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, an ongoing dumpster fire that is seventy six. Another another log on the fire. I I think kind of the best summary of this ongoing thing comes to the uh, author of the article I threw in our notes for this, um Luke Plunkett of yeah, I hope they pronounce his name of Kotaku, which is I can't believe this game and now its support is such a mess that I've had to write three stories about a plastic bag, which is a hundred percent true because we've now yep. talked about this game for three three weeks in a row. Yeah, I. Yeah, like I said, the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, even if I want it to. Yep. Uh, moving on from that to kind of some actually upbeat news: the Overwatch. Uh, OWL, the Overwatch League, Season 2 will actually have some road games in the places you know this teams represent. Which I'm super That's cool. I, th- I think that's cool. Uh, yeah, I hope this is working towards the future where, I don't know, Philadelphia F- Fusion fucking play in Philadelphia. That'd be cool. Uh, I, I, On one hand, I get it. On the other hand, the idea that all the games last year were in LA kind of sucked, in my opinion. Yeah. Not much more on that, really. I'm not sure there's even a list of cities they're going to. Yeah. No. And that would be that's, pretty cool. That's I will cool. say, have you seen again. some of the new teams that have leaked? Or not leaked, but that they've been announced? No, I haven't been paying that much attention to it. I, for one, am now a fan of the Washington Justice. Mm. That is my new favorite team, and I'm going to try to unlock now, yeah. all their skins. Yeah. Because they're, well, not necessarily a home team, per se, but they're the closest to it, but also, just technically, they're the Washington D.C. Justice, oh, not yeah. Washington I'll State. Say, yeah, that's not Washington State. Is it? Yeah, no. But I mean, they're going to be all the America skins, and I want to unlock America Zenyatta for some reason. It just speaks to me as uh, a person. Uh, but yeah, I. Last but not least, when we dive into the game awards, we got some AMD shit to talk about. Um, Alex, I think you're the one to put this on this list. You want to run with it? Yeah. So, um. AMD's announced that they'll be pushing out some new video cards, of course, to compete. But that won't catch on fire, we assume. That won't catch on fire. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it's not a bug, uh, it's a feature. Yeah. Flame yeah. cool. So what the, so one of the some of the stuff they're putting out is they've talked about how um talk about some of their new processors, the three thousand series Ryzen processors, uh, which would include, by the way, a sixteen core five point one gigahertz monster chip. Hmm. So Ooh. that shit sounds beastly as fuck. Yeah. Now, I mean, that's I, I'm sure that sounds pretty cool and all, but the price point is what's really also attracting some people. So just let, let let's 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 talk about this real quick here. Right now in the market, what are we looking at for a 1080 the 1080 GTX card? What what do you think we're we're looking like at right now bucks for a cost? Again, aren't they? Easy, easily five hundred. Five hundred bucks. What if I told you AMD's pushing out an RX 380, which is their Navi 10 uh, video card, which would compete with the RX 27 or the RTX 2070 slash GTX 1080 for only $249. That's super good. I'd be interested in that. That definitely makes me consider making the jump. They, some of the stuff they're comparing right now, like as far as their cards go is pretty much slash in half what a uh, nvidia's offering their stuff for so 
uh, an, an equivalent to the 2060 1070 uh, GTX or you know AM, or Nvidia cards, one ninety nine ninety nine. But but Alex, if I buy an AMD chip, how do I brag about buying the most expensive graphics card, <laughs> and therefore the best graphics card? Uh, What's my can't. Titan X option of the AMD world? I don't think they have a Titan X option. Are, are you implying yet. they make technology for the person like me who likes affordable technology? What? Maybe I don't know. Possibly. <laughs> but yeah, no, they're they're pushing out some really cool fucking like potential. The one I'm more intrigued by right is that they're they're um. They're yet to, so none of these are announced just yet. But they're gonna be announced, I guess, next month at CES or something like that. Uh huh. Uh, and they have an R. They have an RX three hundred six though, with that name that competes with the ten sixty, which is a hundred and thirty bucks. Which is yeah, that's like competing with the uh, ten eighty ten that uh, two seventy at that at two fifty. Real impressive. Competing with the ten sixty at one thirty. That's really fucking impressive. So, so here, here's here's another really good price point for you here. So, a sixteen core uh, CPU with a boost clock of five point one gigahertz. You know what they're offering for that right now, $10. or what their price point looks for that? What? No, four ninety nine. Which means you can build a beast machine. For about like twelve hundred, if you yeah. rock their super high end CPU, you can even pick up their ten eighty equivalent or whatever they've got going on yeah. for half the cost. You can build a beast machine for like you know minus like certain parts here and there, but like this is stupid good. The price yeah. points they're pushing for some of this Ryzen stuff right now is stupid good. So anybody out there looking to uh? To build, keep it wait a little bit longer for CES. You got some pretty cool stuff coming down the pipeline yeah. real soon. Maybe wait a little bit before you buy a new graphics card. Like mm-hmm. two months. Yeah. Yeah. The prices right now have stagnated. Like even now. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. So might want to hold off a little bit more when these Ryzen drop uh cards drop. Well the the sorry, the Navi cards drop. So Yeah. Yeah. AMD's pushing out some crazy shit. It's impressive. Indeed. Well, you two ready for our last part of news? The the, the big topic this week? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so, the, the, the Game Awards presented by Jeff Keighley happened this week. I got that name right, right? I think so. Jeff Keighley? Hang on. So. Let me double check on that. I feel bad if I got the wrong. Yes, Jeff Keighley. Right. There's another name from uh, this another name from back in the day on G4. I was... I, they don't look alike, but I confuse the names to them too constantly. Hmm. Not that it's a fair thing to do, but it's just how my brain <laughs> works. Uh, the Game Awards happened. Uh, the, the, the awards were given, games were nominated, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We're going to run through kind of the list of winners real quick in the announcements because, as with so many things video game-based that aren't necessarily E3, the story here is not about the announcements or the awards yeah. necessarily. It's about yeah. the Game Awards. So, right off the bat, for Game of the Year, the nominees were Assassin's Creed Odyssey, um, Celeste, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World, and Red Dead Redemption 2. God of War t- uh, took it. Best ongoing game. Uh, the nominees were Destiny, 
Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Overwatch, and Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. Winner was Fortnite. For game direction, the nominees were A Way Out, Detroit, uh, God of War, Marvel, Spider-Man, and Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, God of War won it there. For best narrative, your nominees were Detroit, God of War, Life is Strange 2, Episode 1, because it makes a distinction now, Marvel, Spider-Man, and Red Dead Redemption 2, which took it. For best art direction, you have Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Octopath Traveler, Red Dead Redemption, and the winner, uh, Return of the Obra Dinn, which absolutely deserved it. For best score music, you have Celeste, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Nino Kune 2, Octopath Traveler, and the winner, Red Dead Redemption 2. For best audio design, you have Call of Duty, Black Ops 4, for, um, for, uh, sorry, Forza Horizon 4, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, and the winner, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. For best performance, mm-hmm. I'm doing this fast than I thought, you have, um, Brian <laughs> DeChart as Connor from Detroit Become Human, Christopher Judd as Kratos from God of War, Judd? Judd? I hope Christopher Judge, Judge uh, as from uh, yeah. Stargate. Ah, I didn't realize that's the same yeah. person. Yeah. yeah. Huh. That's him. That, when I found that out, I was like, wait, what? That's the voice of fucking Kratos? I didn't recognize him. Yeah. yeah. I recognized Teal. him when he came to the stage. I was like, <laughs> oh, that dude. I just thought it was Kratos on the stage. I'm like, oh shit, Kratos is real. <laughs> Motherfucking <laughs> Teal. What's yeah. so, up, him for God of War? Uh, Melissa Mahunt for Cassandra from Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Redemption 2. And Yuri Lowenthal as Peter Parker from Marvel Spider-Man. Renner was Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan. Games for Impact. I don't know what this category means, but the nominees are 11-11, Memories Retold. Uh, Celeste, Florence, Life is Strange 2, Episode 1, and The Missing... J.J. Maxfield in the Island of Memories. The winner was Celeste. For Best Independent Game, you had Celeste, Dead Cells, Into the Breach, Return of the Oberdin, and The Messenger. The winner was Celeste. For Best Mobile, you had Donut County, uh, Florence, Fortnite, PUBG Mobile, and Reigns, Game of Thrones. The winner was Florence. For Best mm-hmm. VR AR Game, you have Astrobot Rescue, Beat Saber, Firewall Zero, Ma- uh, Moss, sorry, not Mass. Tetris Effect, and the winner was Astrobot Rescue Zero. For best action game, you have Call of Duty Black Ops, Dead Cells, Destiny 2 Forsaken, Far Cry 5, or Mega Man 11. Winner was Dead Cells. For action adventure game, you have Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Marvel Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Winner, God of War. For best role-playing game, you have Dragon Quest. How many fucking awards did they give out? Dear God. Uh, they give out a lot, yeah. For best, There's a lot. For best role-playing game, Dragon Quest XI, Echoes of an Elusive Age, uh, Monster Hunter World, Nino Kuni 2, Octopath Traveler, and Pillars of Eternity 2, Deadfire. Winner was Monster Hunter World. For best fighter, your options were Blaze Blue, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Soul Calibur 6, and Street Fighter V. Winner was Dragon Ball Fighter Z. For best family game, you got Mario Tennis, Nintendo Labo, Overcooked, Starlink, Battle for Atlas, and Super Mario Party. Winner was Overcooked. For best strategy game, you have Battletech, Frostpunk, Into the Breach, Bat- Banner Saga 3, and Valkyria Chronicles. You've got Into the Breach for the winner there. Or, that's going to be the winners from now on. <laughs> from best sports racing, you've got Horizon, uh, Forza Horizon 4. For best multiplayer game, you got Fortnite. For best student game, you have uh, Combat 2018, which has been renamed to something else. Best debut indie game was The Messenger. Best esports game was Overwatch. I think it's like the third year in a row. Yeah. 
Best esports player was um, Dominique Sonic Fox McLean. We'll be back to him in a little bit because Sonic Fox. Best esports team was Cloud9. I does anyone follow esports enough to get what the hell this c- category means? Like, no best esports overall? team. Yeah, yeah, it's best team overall. Okay. So it's be Cloud9 who pl- or Cloud Cloud9's team or Cloud9's League of Legends team. Gotcha. Rather. Let me let me yeah. let me specify that because they specify the games out there on specifically for that. Gotcha. So. Yeah. Best esports best esports coach um Bach Reaper Hangu. I hope I got that right from Cloud Nine. Best esports mm-hmm. event was the League of Legends World Championship. Best esports host was I can't even pronounce that if I yes. Efeji jokes deportary. Thank you. Uh, best esports minute uh, moment. Sorry, was um, Cloud 9s comeback uh, win in triple overtime versus Phase in E League. I don't even know what that means. And last but not least, content creator of the year. Uh, that means like streamers, YouTubers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, was Ninja. What Ninja? Yeah. What a yeah. shocker! Yeah. Is it wrong? I kind of feel like there should be an asterisk next to this category. Where it's like if you're involved in a scandal of some kind i have to talk about on this podcast you don't get to win content creator of the year yeah maybe but i'm sure he's crying into his dollar bills uh, yeah that he okay. lost all right if that was the case right. I'll, I'll just show you one one of my notes on that one was all right uh, and i'm just gonna read it verbatim this is this is my immediate thought whenever i was watching it ninja wins and there is no god this is the worst reality <laughs> yeah got it <laughs> Hyperbolic, maybe, but also kind of true. Yeah, this, yeah. I, so, yeah, I, I let's just say that I have a lot of little things like this yeah. written in my notes. But yeah, this, these are, by the way, yeah, these are notes that I wrote while I was watching. Yeah, so. we're gonna get to those in a second. Don't worry, we all have things to say. Yeah. Oh yeah, but we're trying oh, yeah. to be professionals before we get into it. So um, I just wanted to throw that. Oh, in Oh, I know. No, it's it's yes. On the game announced <laughs> topic, we have Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three: The Black Order. Journey to a journey to a savage planet. The Stanley Parable is coming to consoles and with more endings. Terrible, terrible. Sorry, yes. Far Cry New Dawn. I will be talking a lot about this in like three minutes. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I we all got lots to say about all these. Hades, the new game from Super Giant Games. Uh, Scavengers, which looks kind of like a cool hybrid of Frostpunk and something spacey. Crash Team Racing Remastered. Hey, it's a kart racer for the other consoles. Far Cry yeah. 5 is apparently getting something new going on. I'm not sure how the hell it made this list. Yeah, I think it doubled up twice because it's talking about the uh, yeah, you're right. The new dawn. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. Yep. This is yep. Sorry, that will be potentially DLC for uh, mm-hmm. the Outer Worlds. Which okay, yeah, this is the cool one. This is from Obsidian Games. This is pitched as essentially Fallout New Vegas in space, which looks. Potentially very promising. Mm-hmm. Dauntless. They have nylon bags yeah. in this timeline. They probably have both. <laughs> uh, Dauntless is coming to PS4 and Xbox One. It's not. It's. I think it's launching on PC soon. I thought that. So okay, that game isn't out yet. Okay, that's that. That's part I was missing. Yeah. Well, I think it's. It is on PC. Dauntless. It's just Dauntless. Yeah. I think it's playable. I'm not sure if it's officially launched yet. Huh. I could have sworn it was at least a launch, at least on PC, but... Don't know. Yeah. Um, it's an early access. Okay. Okay. 
That makes more sense. And it looks like it's going to be offered on Epic's new announced store on PC. <laughs> yeah. The part that catches my eye, though, I don't know if you saw it on there, but it's going to be offering crossplay. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I think that's I, super cool. It's about time. I want more games to be crossplay. Yeah. I can I can see why that's happened. I mean, you know, I don't know if either of you who have ever done any work in Unreal Engine, but knowing Unreal Engine and knowing the technology, it doesn't surprise me that they're that they're able to pretty easily do cross play through Unreal Engine well, games. I've gotten the impression mm-hmm. on a couple occasions that when it comes to Unreal and stuff, it's you build the game and then you say, Okay, here's like a, it's basically a pop up menu that says, Okay, this is what X is on Xbox, this is what X is on kind of PlayStation. And the game goes, Okay, cool. Like you're not building initially for any one console. Then basically No, you are. The, you are? No, you are. Okay. Yes. I got the impression yeah, you of, are. okay, like it was like after no. we were done building stuff, it was like, okay, now put it through the PlayStation system. No, like you, you build basically the way you work it is there's options that you run in the engine itself and you tell it what target you build to. Like it builds an executable huh. essentially. You have, but you have to tell it what target. Okay. So it is targeted. So you have to create a new build for every single different platform. But getting them to actually communicate with each other, the fact that, you know, Unreal Engine does that pretty seamlessly, yeah, it doesn't doesn't surprise me that they're pushing for more games with crossplay. No. We gotta move on though so we can get to the fun part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Last Campfire is the new game coming from Hello Games, the people behind mm. No Man's Sky. It looks interesting and not at all like a No Man's Sky. Mm. There was an announcement of the uh, an Anthem demo coming in January, plus a new trailer for Anthem that really doubled down on hey, here's the actual tra- uh, story of this game is. Atlas, mm-hmm. which is essentially Sea of Thieves from the people that brought you Ark Survival Evolved, was also shown off. It definitely looks like someone else made a crack at doing Sea of Thieves. Dragon yep. Age 4, uh, I'm not sure this is even really Dragon Age, it's just kind of a thing, got a very, very scant trailer that used the phrase, the Dead Wolf, the Dread Wolf Rises, which I guess is enough of a reference yeah. for us to go, hey, that's Dragon Age 4, I guess. Uh, yeah, they hashtagged it and everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. A new PUBG map was shown off to have snow. I guess the idea is that the there's going to be an emphasis on tracking in this one because the environment will show where people move. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, yeah. All right. Mortal, so, so now we've, we've got a couple more still. Mortal Kombat 11 yeah. got its first trailer with weird puzzling mumble rap music. Uh, Devil May Cry 5 <laughs> got some more coverage. I, that game looks good. Xbox winner of Arcade was detailed as part of this. It's not quite clear what the full extent of that, but it's going to include Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom, Mutant Year Zero, Subnautica 1.0, Ashen, Hello Neighbor, Hide and Seek Kingdom, Two Crowns, Desert Be- uh, Desert Child Below, and Donut County, and this is that whole you buy into something, you get stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rage 2 got a release date and a trailer, which kind of I found off-putting, but we'll talk about that in a second or two. Uh, it's Coming out May 14th, Persona's Joker is coming to Smash. Fortnite got a character custom created place called The Block, and that might that is it. So, so now let's, the game let's awards. dive into each of these. Yes, I mean, because the I have awards. notes on all of these. Everything you've said, I have a note on every single thing. And so what I, I but, start just, with? but just to start with, I just want to say this. All right, so the band... 
All right, so this is my personal highlight. I just want to start with this. The drummer for the band. That dude was awesome. Yeah, his jacket wins all the awards. His beer Holy also crap. wins some awards. Yeah, he was amazing. He was, he was definitely the standout. Oh, he's, uh, the second I saw him, I was like, all right, yeah, I, I've, I'm already happy. I'm already happy. <laughs> yeah, that's super good. That being said, as much as I enjoy the concept of video game music played by a live audience, they did that Devil May Cry, um, Devil Trigger cover, just dirty like that. I, I, we talked about this some before the podcast started. But like that was the most monkey's paw twisting backstage. Fine, we brought you Devil Trigger. Now shut the fuck up about it. Presentation. It just sounded off. Oh, it, it sounded was like so they, bad. I think they they must have transposed it incorrectly because it didn't sound right. Well, like the mix was wrong. I, it's, yeah, the mix was all right. It sounded like the mix was terrible. Yeah. But he, but the just the uh, the way it was arranged, the arrangement seemed off. Like just in general, the arrangement for the, this particular arrangement for that song seemed off. It seemed just something was wrong. I don't know. Maybe they added that at the last minute or something. I have no idea. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't pretend to know on this one, but I. I, I, and it could be a last minute thing, is it, or at least a late thing, because you know there's so much of the show that was these reveals and ads, basically commercials and reveals. That doesn't surprise me if, like, they said, "Oh yeah, we're going to reveal this thing. Can you do this song?" I think the order of events for that was, I think that was kind of my turning point for the show. Cause I think Sonic Fox happened directly after that, where I went from like, "Oh yeah, the gaming awards are happening," to, "Oh yeah, the gaming awards are happening." <laughs> Let's start live tweeting this shit. <laughs> yeah, I, it's. I have to say, the show overall, though, it reminds me of every other awards show, which just to me is just another sign of video games being very much normalized, like everything else. Oh yeah, I, which, which is good. I mean, it had all the awkward and weird moments that I've come to expect from any awards show. Yeah, it's. I, I think culturally and kind of, it's weird to talk about the game awards. On one hand. I'm super in favor of their existence because, like, it's fun having an Oscar of video games, and yeah. I disagree with that as much as I disagree with the Oscars with some frequency. And, like, even going yeah. back to the early days of the TGA, which was the VGAs on Spike, which were on Spike, so they had to be edgy and for men! Like, as kind of mm -hmm. bad as that one was in its own sad way, it was nice that it existed because it gave some kind of at least perception of legitimacy to video games you weren't getting from all the other awards that flew under most people's radar. Having an official air quotations award show out there yeah, was nice. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. And the fact that PGA is growing and it's like, it's become more of a thing. The fact I get tickets for it this year but ultimately didn't. Like, I, I, I like that it's still around and like, again, we're gonna make fun of it a lot because there's always a lot to make fun of. But I think no one here is in favor of the PGA's going away. No, no, no. It's just always a beautiful it, It's funny, but it's like about the same thing. Yeah, I make fun of the Oscars, too. Yeah. But yeah, and, but yeah it, it felt like every other awards ceremony, and that's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing for normalization. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what do we want to start with first? We want to talk about the um, uh, Far Cry New Dawn trailer that, oh my god! I... I... Hmm... Uh, oh, by the way, I just want to mention uh, that the dude who announced it. Uh, I just noticed his uh, shoes yeah. were were 
were amazing. Really, really nice, bright yellow. Yeah, <laughs> it's just that it stuck <laughs> out from the rest of what he was wearing. Like it was like these glowing neon yellow shoes. Yeah, I was like, so, oh yeah, I like those shoes. But let's do this round robin. So let's all pick it. Like it's, it's like so. I'll do first, then. Henry or Alex, you go, let's go around and I guess do our favorite kind of hit lists on this one. I'm sure we have all have something to say about this one. Yeah. We all have ones we care about the most. And I want to fucking start with Far Cry yeah. New Dawn. Because, Open it up. Yeah, like, it's... So, I, I'm not sure how much you guys were following this beforehand, but, like, I think it was the day before, the two days before the TGAs happened, like, uh, image from the image of the cover art from that thing leaked, and the internet went nuts, and... Maybe I imagined it, but when that trailer went up, I could hear a collective, like, sucking of air through teeth of, oh no, it's still a Far Cry game! Yeah. Reaction <laughs> to that trailer. So, I, Far Cry Far Cry as a franchise has a bit of a history of kind of doing some not-so-great things with racial relations. It's got a real history of white savior yeah. stuff in various exotic locales. Like, the last one I yep. liked was Far Cry 3, and that was both the most heavy-handed and also like maybe the most aware of what they were doing and since then it's gone just totally fucking off the rails so the idea of a post-apocalypse far cry was okay you're finally gonna kind of lean into what you've been doing all along which makes sense yeah, yeah. and then they showed that thing off where i'm just going like oh my god you found a way to make this franchise indirectly potentially more racist and also look way fucking worse the first yep. black protagonists you have in a far cry game are not only antagonists but like super fucking shitty people as best i can tell yeah mm, i mean that's the thing it's yeah the whole series has been deeply problematic and and not yeah i, I not not yeah Right. On one hand, I love the idea of post-apocalyptic X Games as the future, but also, yeah. like, holy shit, that game looks bad. I've seen nothing of that game, I'm already going, like, nah, I'm pretty sure that's a bad game, kind of. Alright, so, I have things to say about this. Go for it. Um, well, uh, is this, is this, and this is, this is sort of a meta thing with some of the other reveals. Is this all the companies smelling the blood in the water after the Fallout debacle, ongoing Fallout debacle? Nah. Because there, there are several companies that were revealing post-apocalyptic stuff. Far Cry is not the only one. Multiple ones were revealed that were definitely post-apocalyptic. And I'm like, I think this is, I think this is the industry selling, smelling blood in the water. They're wanting to, to basically steal that right out from under Fallout. No, I think this is more of a... I, I, Post-apocalyptic games are in right now. I think a sign of the times is like, well, it's it's one thing to be society. in, but I, but I mean, we're we're at we've had several fallouts at this point. If there's other companies just trying to cash in on that post-apocalyptic thing, their way would have been doing it earlier. Right. When I, I think about it, what I'm getting now, at they're, the fact that they're doing it now, right when you know, like the last Fallout, you know, Fallout Four and Fallout 76, neither one being that well-received. 76 definitely being not well-received, and Fallout 4 not even being well-received. And so, I think this is I think this is a, this is their response to seeing the sort of lukewarm Fallout 4 and the ongoing garbage fire that is 76. The companies, hey, 
they smell the blood and the water. They they see room. They see room to to take that spot. Because yeah, I mean, yeah, multiple games that were announced were all these post-apocalyptic games. I don't disagree with you. That, that seemed like more of a thing like five years ago, really. I think the more credit they it, deserve. So uh, Fallout New Dawn is a direct sequel to Far Cry Five because that game ends in a nuclear apocalypse. Yeah. Like, and- but I mean, uh, it's. I think that I think they've been wanting to take. I mean, the thing is, the previous Fallout games, the three and New Vegas, had been well liked and well received, and so you didn't see anybody really trying to compete with them on that. But now that they've come out ones that weren't as well received, we're seeing many studios coming out with their own post-apocalyptic thing. I guess I guess I'm not one to say that just yet. Like Rage Two is the sequel to Rage, which was already kind of. Mad Max yeah. the shooter, new uh, New Dawn is directly with a Far Cry Five, which ends in nuclear bomb and stuff. I I think this is more them taking a break from what New Dawn lets them do is make a new Far Cry game, but use the map from Far Cry Five to with some changes. So they they have to make new dumb typography again. Like I think they did this with um Far Cry Dawn. No, the um, like what was it? the the primal one that was sorry, Far Cry Far Cry oh, Primal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I played that. Yeah, I think this is like that where it's like, hey, it's another Far Cry game, but it's not as new a Far Cry game as previous ones have been. Like I, I don't know that. Like mostly looking at New Dawn, I saw like, oh, th- this is Far Cry 5's, like DLC spun out to its logical conclusion, which is like. Mad Max land. Like it, it looks like it handles the same way. Like it's gonna have the same vehicles. They added a bunch of that stuff to Far Cry Five because Montana. I yeah, I also think this apocalypse is more on people's minds these days, and I think video games, excuse me, kind of reflect what people have going on mentally. Like it's we're all more concerned about that. Like I Maybe they're competing with Bethesda, but also like I think I think I don't think they're um like I said, it's not it is competing, but it's just like they see a weakness, and you see a weakness in a competitor. You you got to you take that opportunity, and I think they are. I think all that's what these companies are doing. They're seeing they're seeing that in there. They're seeing that uh, they're seeing in the it's no longer domination. Oh, I but I mean, in, in in a way though, like this isn't Far Cry's first dabble in dystopian post apocalyptic nuclear fallout yeah, is. genre. Blood Dragon, no, Blood Dragon was also ah, post-apocalyptic nuclear that fallout. Wasn't, that wasn't... He's well, not wrong. It's technically he's true. Technically no, no, right. He's technically absolutely true. technically right. And, technically, and Blood Dragon, yeah. I think, personally, was way better than Far Cry 3 itself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Blood condensed. Dragon's amazing. I, I have it. I, I own Blood Dragon, and it's fantastic. So I, don't it, own, I don't own Far, Far Cry 3. <laughs> So I think it's 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 them maybe wanting to dabble in that again, if you will. But it's it's they're doing it in a natural way, as opposed well, no, to no, like, they're doing it. Cause a re- Blood Dragon, well, because Blood Dragon was a completely different game. Fantasy. It was a fantasy. Yeah. It was it's a completely a, different fantasy. Had nothing to do with three. This. But that's that's why I'm like, this isn't them going back to that. This is them saying we can step on Fallout's territory and and work. I don't think they are though. Cause I, I I don't. Fallout games happen to be apocalypse games, but they're RPGs. This is still definitely not an RPG. Like, I guess, like, my issue with Fallout games has been they've moved away from the RPG-ness I liked about previous Fallout games, which is why um, that, yeah. like, outer, 
the outer space game, whatever it's called, the ones from uh, Obsidian. I'm blanking on the name of. I like that one, Outer Worlds. Yeah, Outer Worlds. Like I'm intrigued um, by that because it looks like a Fallout New Vegas level RPG, which was an RPG ass yeah. RPG. Um, I forget who's who revealed Scavengers. Uh, that's um Midwinter. It's new oh, yeah. from the guys that made Halo. Or some of yeah. the guys that made Halo. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. The guys that made Halo. That one wasn't that one post apocalyptic as well? That's more like space. Oh no, no, no. That one was like, yeah. Kind of. That's like sort of, that's like if you that's actually a game I played like not that I've made a game in my head, but like the idea of a game of like how long until we get a game that's basically like, okay, your goal is to escape a planet. Like it's you, you crash land, and it's not it's not like a survival game. You're starting off with like spears, but you are starting off with spears where the goal isn't like, oh, I'm gonna build a task. No, I need to get the fuck off this planet. Or my goal is to like drop into a wreck world and like steal what I can and get the hell off of it. Like I, I think we're overdue for that thing. And I get the impression this is a multiplayer game. Like, I think Scavengers is some type yeah. of competitive multiplayer thing. Mm-hmm. I think of the apocalypse just on people's minds these days. Like I, I like post-apocalypse as a setting for video games. It's one of my preferred ones. Like Borderlands was kind of there, but also not. But like I like Mad Max. I'm a sucker for anything Mad Max esque. So I think lots of gamers are at the end of the day. So I think like I do. I think a weaker Fallout kind of opens up the market for apocalyptic games. I don't know. Do I think games that are doing apocalypse stuff now are compete are like are going after Bethesda's bread and butter? No, because Bethesda's bread and butter is putting Skyrim on everything. That's true. Mm. Like there are far more Elder Scrolls games than there are Fallout games from Bethesda, and arguably only one and a half of those games are games people have any real reverence for. And I say half because Obsidian technically made Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, Fallout 1 and 2 were by Interplay. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's the far of Bethesda's yeah. relationship with, Far with um, Fallout only ha starts at 3, and yeah. 3, in my mind, is the only really good Bethesda-made Fallout. Yeah. And 3 is really good. Yeah, and that's a game I can still go back to. Yeah. Play. But anyway. Moving on, who's got one? Um, I, I just want to mention that um, I liked seeing uh, Christoph Waltz being absolutely adorable and weird and awkward. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he was one, you know, he presented for the voice actor yeah. thing. Yeah. But also, that voice actor, he was so hyped that winning, that was yeah. so good. Oh, that was, that was cute. That was adorable. That, that voice actor was super hyped to win that award. That was, that was pretty cool, honestly. And I just, and I also just like the fact that just the idea of voice actors getting recognition. Yeah. They haven't gotten a lot of recognition. I mean, I think they get more recognition probably out of the gaming and cartoon communities than they do of any than they do in any other work. You're talking, and and, and even more so in the video game community, I'd say even. Well, so the one kind of takeaway, so I've watched this now four years in a row. The one I always have a takeaway from that category is occasionally when the voice actor for that, it's like, oh, that guy's just Arthur Morgan talking all the goddamn time, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's just they're using their main voice. No, no, not, I mean, and, that's not a knock, but it's, it's always interesting, I guess, in my mind. Like the fact that yeah. the guy who voices Kratos just sounds like Kratos all the yeah, fucking just, time. 
It's like, oh. That's just his voice. Yeah. It's like, damn. <laughs> okay. You want to talk about fo- uh, Sonic Fox? Uh, sure, well, I'll, yes. I'll, I'll, let, me, let me do mine real quick. Okay. All right. Um, for me, I guess, it, it, it's I don't know why it just stood out to me, but I was more like looking forward to Charlie's reaction than anything else was Persona 5's Joker showing up in Smash Brothers Ultimate. I, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, for a good part of the this year, it has been all about Persona 5 and Persona. Like, uh, Charlie and I year. talked Persona. Yeah, well, we talked quite a bit about Persona and things involving Persona. I even was doing the playthrough for a while uh, for Persona. Was yeah, it three? Uh, four. Yeah, four. And that was, I had a blast on that. So the fact that they pulled out a character that no one thought would be showing up in Smash, Persona 5, this Joker, uh, was really fucking interesting because so let me walk you through the moment like the second to second reaction (laughs) to that reveal so Uh, that shit shows up on screen it's like it's that and i go holy shit they're actually making persona 5 crimson and i'm like oh my god on jensen they're going like what the fuck are you so excited for and then they say smash brothers and i go oh that's not at all what i wanted (laughs) i don't care about this at all Yet another character that you can't unlock. You have to pay for this one. Ooh, yeah, arguably he has the most straightforward unlocking path. That's true. yeah. I, I am excited that he's in Smash. It's kind of cool. My initial reaction was, "Oh my god, they're making Persona Five Crimson," which is what I want them to do because that's like. So the version of Persona Four you've played is called is Persona Four Golden, which is an expanded version yes. of Persona Four. I want that for yeah. five because the changes from mm-hmm. four to golden are major. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are parts of five I think could use improvement. There are characters I'd like more of and just stuff like that. So when you tease me with, hey, that game you put 103 hours into is getting the expansion you've been waiting for that stopped you from doing a new game plus version. And then you say, actually, no, it's just a fucking Smash Bros character. You have, oh my god, oh my god, I couldn't care less. <laughs> it, it, remi- it reminds me of the reveal for Isabel, because I know many people were like, oh, 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 a new Animal Crossing. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, and then, no, nope, no, yep. no, Smash Brothers. Ah, yeah, it, it's, it, it's one of those things where it's like, so, and coupled with, like, it's so, that the TJ's happened the day before Smash comes out. So, initially, I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool, whatever. Like, this is neat, it's happening. Like, Persona's going mainstream ish. Like, neat. Maybe they'll bring Persona 5 to the Switch. That could be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Friday evening, I'm going to bed. Fuck Smash! Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, but I- I'm a big, I'm a huge fan of the entire Shin Megami Tensei franchise yeah. in general, so that it makes, it gets me kind of hyped. I'm still never going to play the game, yeah. but um, but I just like Persona. Is Persona 5, even as the first Persona, to bring in some of the more, uh, some of the elements and aspects associated with the main mainline SMT games, which is talking to actually talking to no. demons, trying to recruit recruit them. No, earlier earlier Persona games had that as well. Not really, not to the same extent, but like one and two, no. I think had pretty similar mechanics. Um, but you correctly. didn't talk them into your party. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't remember. You don't. You don't. You. Uh, this was the first one because none of the other Persona games did that because they kind of didn't start doing that. I mean, that was, that was left for the main Megami Tensei mainline 
mainline series, like yeah, that's in, true. The, in the Shin Megami Tensei games and in the uh, Devil Summoner game uh, the, that was done. That was done. And the other series don't necessarily have that. That is where it started, though. I mean, they did Pokemon before Pokemon. So. Let's well, start with Nocturne, kind of. Uh, no, it started with, like, Megami Tensei for the did NES. It? I don't like, know. The very, the very first game for the NES in, like, 86. That's yeah, true. that was like yeah, that's true. That that was literally there from the beginning. No, that's fair. Yeah, I was gonna say it's the modern version of what that franchise does started at Nocturne, but like because Devils because Digital Devil Saga is a weird time gap in there too. Where well, Digital Devil Saga also doesn't have the demon recruitment. Yeah, they have a, that's a totally different game. That one uses something more similar to the Persona thing, and where you have another you kind of you yeah, but you shapeshift. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, and so, it's yeah, uh, not all of the games in SMT, SMT series have that, but the first game did, the Megami Tensei, which is where yeah. they came from. They came from a novel novel series, if you didn't know. No, I don't really know the origins of the stuff prior to Nocturne. I just know Nocturne's the one I latched on at. Yeah, and that one's a beautiful, yep. awesome, We've amazing game. We've talked about it before. Absolutely amazing. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I am a big fan of the entire series. Yeah. I've been playing actually more recently playing through Soul Hackers, which is which was on the Saturn, and that Soul Hackers is in the uh, is the second game in the Devil Summoner series. You're what? probably more familiar with three and four, which are the Rido Rido series, yeah. uh, the Rido game. Let's so let's get back to the game awards though. We have a lot yeah, to cover. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> rewind back. Um, yeah. Okay, so, so uh, really quick, just to kind of finish up what we were what I was discussing anyway here on the um. Obviously, what they announced at the DLC is that every character DLC pack for um, Smash will include not just the character yeah, itself, but a stage and a bunch of music. And having Persona 5 music in Smash is undeniably cool, but also, yeah, I already own a CD of Persona 5 music, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But one of the things they talked about, or at least that Reggie, uh, base Reggie, Reggie Senpai, uh, announced at the Game Awards was that all the characters in this first pack of the challengers are characters that no one would expect to be in Smash. Mm. He made an emphasis on that, saying that these are not characters that you would expect to be in Smash. Which means yeah. a lot of shit all of a sudden is on the table. Yeah. Which yeah. is really fucking interesting. I, I would care more if I cared more about Smash at this point in time. Like, if I was Having a lot of fun with that game, I'd be like, oh, what's coming next? But because I'm not, it's... Mm -hmm. I, I do not care about the FGC version of Smash. So any changes made to that game between now and when the next Smash comes out, like, unless they, like, uh, unless I come around a corner and start either caring a lot about that or this game, I don't care. Like, it's, that's my issue with most Smash, and I'm kind of in the same boat as Henry, where it's like, oh, congrats to them. Okay, like th this was their chance to get me back in because I own it again. And I'm like, no, I, you've pushed me farther away. In fact, <laughs> well, well done. Yeah, but yeah, I I just thought this was really fucking interesting. No, it, I don't know why. It's just it, it's, it's just that that part stood out to me. It, it is both unbelievably unexpected, but also remember, Blaze Brew uh, Cross exists, and Persona characters are in that. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Battle, which I'm, I haven't picked that up yet, but I actually am planning on picking it up. It is on my wish list. Like I, I'd have rather them announce Persona Arena Two. <laughs> like 
Like, oh, yeah, there's already a fighting game based on Persona characters. Yep, mm. and a really, really, actually good one. It was really good, cool yeah. I, if you said easy hey, to get into because it's not super. It's purposely not complex. One might call it Smash Bros. Like in that way. Yeah, mm. but seriously. It, it, I mean, if you're going to take anything away from Smash, just make it. You know, take away the simpler controllers. Yeah. That's a good takeaway. I wouldn't take anything else from that game, but yeah. Hmm. Snake, you should take <laughs> Snake from that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Snake belongs in every fighting game. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I just uh, it's it's an interesting time. I'm sorry, and I, I I wanted to bring up Sonic Fox, but I know we're gonna do that as a group. Let's so just I do picked, Sonic I Fox. I, I, I will. Let's just do it now. Let's We've just been do dying Sonic to. Fox. I want to talk about Sonic Fox so fucking bad. I I, I think it's safe to say that all like it's. Were you a Sonic Fox fan prior to this, Henry? Yes. Okay, yeah, I think we all are, to a certain extent, yeah. big fans of Sonic Fox. Like, I I enjoy him as a player, because he plays games I like to watch, but also, as a personality, the in-your-face, this-is-who-I-am, fucking deal with it, and there's nothing objectionable to any part of who he is I fucking love about him. It's like, no, you are not the norm, and that is great, and the fact that you are out there being like, I'm not the norm, Fuck all y'all that get mad at that, I think, is what everything needs at this point. Yeah, and he's so genuinely this sweet-natured, yeah. like, he seems like a genuinely, like, kind of cool guy, like, a really sweet person. He is the- one It's of, just- He's one of the it's few- infectious. Yeah, he's one of the few kind of, I'll call them e-celebrities I've ever kind of watched stuff of that I want to hang out with, just because I- It's like- Yeah. It's like, I, I don't know what you're like as a person- but I'm curious because all of your online presence and all of your presentation is just dude who likes fighting video games, and that's a dude I yeah. can hang out with. In a ha- in the happiest, most pure way. Yeah. Like seriously, like non like the least cynical, most pure, best way, and it's so good. I love it. Absolutely love it. So and like. A- Fucking congrats on winning. You absolutely deserved it. Your points at Evo yeah. was amazing. Congratulations. Kind of super congratulations. Because, well, he is the top player. Yep. I mean, that, that is, that uh, is he, super he made legit, that but he's also, he's also the top person. Like, you talk about somebody who is the opposite of, you know, the the more poisonous parts of the gamer of the gaming community. Somebody who's literally the opposite of the venomous aspects of the fighting game community. He is, he is the opposite in this, like, and everybody should take a lesson from him. I, I'll put it that way. Well, so, like, <laughs> like, let's break down his moment, because his moment truly yeah. is something worth covering. So, yes. he goes up there. Was he carrying, or was he wearing the full furry suit? No, he was wearing point? it. He was wearing the full suit. He is, no, so he, he was wearing, wearing the full so, fucking so suit. So, rewind a quick second to, jo- to Joel McHale controversial gaming thing presenter giving out this yeah. award and the look yeah. like you've had a pretty kind of bland yup this is the TGA awards up to this moment when fucking mm-hmm. Sonic Fox takes the stage and Fuck, is yeah. genuine and wonderful and Joe McHale directly behind him has this look of what the fuck is going on and he's enjoying it yeah. and, and McHale also seems to be like what the fuck, but also, this is amazing, I love this. Like, like, part of my assumption with Joe McHale has always been his disdain for these events is they are yeah. dry, and, like, you need more fucking Sonic Fox moments where it's like, nah. And he looked like he was in, 
Yeah. Like, I could be wearing a suit, but no, I'm wearing my first suit with my gaming vet, like, with my, um, gaming jersey on it. And I came up here in the head, and I did half of my speech wearing the head, but took it off so yep. you could see my face and fucking delivered my apparent catchphrase now, which... Oh, I yeah. love it. Every part of it's like it's unscripted. It's natural. It's like yeah, this is why we like Sonic Fox. Yeah, it's it's oh and oh and the shade at the very end to the to the Republicans is like I'm literally the op I'm literally the opposite of everything they stand like, for. He's he gets out there and says that every once. Like, I think it was like right after yeah. Evo. There was the famous Twitter mm-hmm. post going around of like. I'm gay, a furry, and the best fighting game player in the world, or something like that. Deal with yeah. it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I, I, I want more people like you out there. Like, you are exactly what yeah. gaming needs. Yeah. The the moment. All right, that was just an amazing moment for representation. It, I mean, it truly was because he's it, it's he is being you know a legitimate legitimate player, legitimate game award for legitimate work for legitimate accomplishments, and I'm. And I'm so happy that it's him. That's that's just I mean, oh, yeah, like and, and beyond, like <sighs> it's just, it's like so many pro gamers with these dry, kind of stodgy. Yup, they're nerds. And then you or have kind of Sonic horrible, Fox. problematic ones, or a lot of yeah. horrible, problematic ones. Ninja. Uh, but yeah, uh, it, and then you have Sonic Fox, who is n- not that the most uncynical, pure, happy wonderful actually seemed to uh, like the fact he won an award unlike everyone yeah! else who's like i gotta climb these stairs now well well the voice the, the voice actor winner he was, pretty too, yeah. too. He, he was pretty he was similar it was a similar vibe he was there, too but... baked to so human emotion though too yeah but sonic fox so good and so happy for him yeah all right what next so so hold on okay, I, I, i'm gonna next. jump in here really quick here um so I love Sonic Fox. Yep. He he's a great fucking player. I thought maybe his acceptance speech was a little bit on the side of cringe. Yeah. Maybe I- I'm on the other side. Like, it, it, and I and I and I, and I understand, I'm going to give you both sides here. I feel like the presentation may have been a little bit in cringe, but at the same time, the dude's fucking what, 18, 19 yeah. years old. Yeah. He's. I don't think he's he knows how to handle that situation like what we would normally expect on a show. So nobody. I, 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 no, 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 and I'm saying that part of it, it's part of the charm, because it's authentic. It's yeah. very much like, I, that's what it is. I would agree I with just, you if I didn't think it was authentic. Like, if it was an act, I'd be like, yeah, it was fucking cringy, but no. Yeah. It's him just being him, which I give him points for. See, yeah, I found no, and, uh, people being fake cringy. Yeah. Like, the, later on, when they actually try some, like, fake, alright, like, the part with Ninja and King Prawn, that was cringe. That <laughs> was maximum Oh my god, this is awful. Well, and you got to remember no. like, the TJS already has a weird history now where um the, the there was the guy from last year who announced like it was he's from EA, he's the guy behind that like dual that multiplayer game that came and went. I'm blanking on the name now, but like gets up there and goes fuck the Oscars on a live stream and like kind of in a douchey game producer way. So I'd rather I could and it, like I, I I will level with you like to a certain extent, was that the time and the place for Sonic Fox to do his thing? I don't fucking know. Did I enjoy him doing his thing there on a live stream that lots of people are watching? That's a very important event for gaming. Yeah, and I think it's kind of important in its own weird way at that point. And mm-hmm. it, it does, it, yeah. like, you're right. It, 
he is 18, 19, he's young, he doesn't know what he's doing. This like, and he's like, again, I don't know if it's the right place to do it, but given how things are in the world right now, I want Sonic Fox doing his thing wherever he yeah. fucking can. Well, well, let's not beat around the bush here. I mean, we're very, very viscerally aware of the you know highly prob- problematic issues in the gaming community, yeah. and even specifically in esports and the fighting game community. Like a whole lot of you know, it's just you know, yeah, it, it it's highly problematic for so many reasons, and it, it's and he it, and he is basically a a. A literal just existing thumb in the eye of every gamer who's like, "Oh, stop pushing your SJW stuff into our games." This is reality. Welcome to reality. Yeah. Sonic Fox. Sonic Fox is reality. Like he exists. He's real. This is reality. Yeah. This is the way reality I is. I went back and actually so, checked some yeah. live streams of the event of people like restreaming it and stuff like that. And like yeah. the 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 myriad of reactions to Sonic Fox, I think, yeah. like. The, the widespread reaction ranging from, like, well, this is way worse than anything that happened at the Game Awards to, like, yeah, you get it kind of thing was so all over the place. It's like, is it the right place for it? I don't know. Yes. I'm glad he did it. I yeah. say yes. I say yes. Yeah. It's absolutely the right place. This is where it needed to happen. This is the biggest Game Awards, you know, the, the most visible, you know, one of the most visible things for the game. Yeah, I think the visibility and the fact part that he got part. to sit front and center right there and be himself enthusiastically and represent enthusiastically, like very specifically, purposely represent, make a point of it, the best thing he could have done. And I think it's the best, the best part of the hands down of the entire Game Awards and the most important. I think this is the, it was a landmark. It, like I said, it's pretty much a straight up thumb in the eye of every, you know, Every trash gamer who, every you know, discriminatory gamer who you know who 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 goes on and calls people horrible stuff online, this is a thumb in their eye. This is a this is this is also gamers deal with it. Yeah, and I, I think kind of it's the like so based on what you're saying, uh, Alex. I think transition to Ninja for a quick second, like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His set was very rehearsed, and I will call it like mm. more appropriate to the occasion, but it didn't feel real. And it like, like if Sonic Fox it was cringy, cringe. that thing was just painful to watch. And it that's what went. I said. Oh no, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, some of the times we've sh- a lot of the stuff we've shit on for even E three yeah. is all the cringy bullshit they do, especially like the pre show leading up to the X. What was that? That Sony event thing that yeah. was like, two years ago. Yeah. That shit was maximum well, fucking so, cringe. And, uh, my point yeah. of this all is like you have two kind of big public figures in the gaming industry, and if yeah. I got to pick one to represent my hobby, it's not Ninja, it's Sonic Fox. Like, and it's it's the yes, I, it's the for every Ninja receiving an award, I want a counterpoint to Ninja, and this year it was Sonic Fox, and he gets to be cringy at that point. Like, it's the the entire thing is cringy. It's that what three hour long presentation about fucking video game awards. Well, I actually found the Sonic Fox parts to be one of the few parts that wasn't cringy. Yeah, no, I... Honestly, that was, like, that was so genuine. I find the, like I said, I find the fake stuff way cringier, and the attempts, at, the fake attempts at humor. Now, we'll say this, the host, I, I can't even remember his Seth name Gillian. now, the host, 
does a fantastic Peely, job of 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 being very organic. Yeah. Like he seemed, he didn't. It didn't. It seemed like he's being professional, but not cringy. I'm putting on an act. It actually, seemed no, kind of genuine. And that's Keely's thing. He's been he's been doing kind yeah. of that character. Like he's been him from back when like GameTrailers.com was doing a TV yeah. show on Spike. Like I yeah, and and it's very cool. Yeah. and I just have to say I appreciate that too. Hmm. But yeah. Next topic, you got uh, more to say on this one, Alex? I uh, no. I mean, I'm pretty good on it. I just felt like I feel bad for the kid in a way yeah. because it was kind of scattered about. I, and... I get where you're coming from, but also like I think like it's it felt real, which in a very produced yeah. presentation, the realness maybe is what felt weird. But like no, it it, it felt great because it was so real, or it yeah. was so real. I was meant to say. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's pretty pretty much the end of mine. Like I watched that part and I was like, I mean, I I I love the guy. I just felt like it was a little bit like, uh, like the whole bringing up your dad or your friend's dad's cancer situation was kind of an odd thing for me. Like, but I get like I said, dude's a kid. I don't think he's had any kind of actual training or any kind of actual yeah. experience. He's not a pro in that kind of stuff. He's a pro at fucking games. Yeah, and, and that's what he's a fucking beast that i love watching that dude that dude play yeah i'd also say at the same time like think of how many oscar acceptance speeches start off with like i want to thank god and my pastor which nothing wrong with that i always thought that was a crock of shit yeah it's the same kind of category but also it feels forced in that scenario where yeah this is this dude like holy shit i won and also remember he had to sit in the audience in his first suit the entire time yeah. Which, in hindsight, I just want a fucking camera aimed at him the entire show. Like, how does we? <laughs> and like- that's a, and that's a, and that's a big thing. I mean, it's like we know. I mean, we kind of know that there's a lot of either you know sort of weirdness or disdain or some outright hatred of furries that exists out there. And for him to actually sit in in his full fursuit, in his persona, in the audience the entire time, that's yeah. also pretty brave. Yeah. Honestly, I mean. That's that, that there again. That's huge for representation, and another reason why I think it's so amazing. Yeah. Well, we have to move on. We can't just make this all about yeah. Sonic Fox. Yeah, unfortunately. So what next, boys? <laughs> um, let's see. I let's just talk about the oh the god well a God of War. Doing really well. Yeah, I, it's up against Red Dead Redemption Two, and the fact that uh, I haven't played Red Dead Redemption Two, but it's like, is it that much? Is it that much? Like, is it that good? Okay, so I mean, there's two ways of talking about. Yes, I Red heard. Dead I have, yes, I heard those things. I heard it's that good about God of War a lot. Is why I asked it. Like, every I talked about God of War, it's just like, oh my gosh, it's so good. It's such a good game. And then when I when it comes to Red Dead Redemption Two, I've heard. Similar things, but it's just like, I mean, I, it's, hmm, so, it, I don't know. I'm going to get nitpicky on this one. The score slash music angle of it, it's, did it deserve to win that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, it, when the score in that game is good, it's real good, but it also has some weird technical issues that go along with it. Like, it has some fantastic musical moments to it that can be disrupted by the natural way that game is played. So, okay, it's a, how do you judge that one? I, it's... The voice actor for Red Dead Redemption does a fucking amazing job. He has a shit ton mm-hmm. of lines. Like it's the okay, who can go up against him? Kratos. Like it's it's either Arthur Morgan's actor 
or Kratos' actor. Those are the only two, and to be fair to Christopher Judge, Judge, he's done that character a bunch. Arthur Morgan is a newish character in the great... Let me first. He is a new character that's done amazingly well in that game, and like the story of Arthur Morgan is what keeps me playing Red Dead Redemption at one this point, and the voice acting that goes along with it, absolutely. I, like, did this, we've, I, I've talked a bunch on this podcast of my ongoing issues with that game, and like, if I were to pick a game of the year winner, it's God of War. It, it, it is the game from this year I think everyone should play. Like, and Red, see, Red Dead Redemption from a technical and like a showpiece of what fucking video games can do is a masterpiece. And I think when mm-hmm. it first came out, this made before you got on the podcast, actually, Henry, I talked about how there are choices in that game that I don't agree with that get in the way of it being an amazing video game, but as a cohesive work and, like, a, a thing. Like, it's the Red Dead Redemption is the best of that thing made to date. From a video yeah. game standpoint, it's got some weird technical issues. It's got some weird open war stuff. From a like cohesive start to finish video game, God of War is the masterpiece. But from a like masterpiece of a piece of media, it's very hard to fault Red Dead Redemption. And I think the fact it didn't win Game of the Year is an acknowledgement of like Red Dead Redemption is a power force, but it's not the best video game that came out this year. It is it is a true thing of beauty. But from a pure kind of like, if you said pick one of these two games to play, it's God of War in my opinion. Just because there's no bad part of that video game. There's just, like, it's a God of War game. It's it's undeniably a video game. Red Dead Redemption is a video game that's also something else simultaneously, and acknowledging that's complicated. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, quick little side note. Did you notice that on the presentation for Soundtrack, that was the only award that had a sponsor. I did not notice that. Spotify. Huh. It, it's like, what it was the, literally, and I went back and looked, I was like, oh, did those others also kind of have some sponsor listed while I was talking about, you know, the, the, the you know, the, uh, the nominees? Huh. Nope. Only, only the soundtrack one. The soundtrack one during the thing for the, nom- when they you know, list all the nominees, clearly says, you know, brought to you by Spotify. Yeah, it basically has a Spotify logo on it. It says something to that effect. I just thought, hmm, that's, that's weird. It's interesting. I've never heard of that in an awards show before. I thought that's actually a thing in the Oscars, but I could be wrong. Like, if it, I, I don't, To be fair, it makes I sense. Like, I bet all those game soundtracks were on Spotify. Yeah. That yeah, that wouldn't of, surprise me. Yeah. But it was kind of weird. I, I just, that was just... That stuck out to me. But sure. anyways, sorry. I just had to inject that in. No, fair. So what next? Um. Uh. Let's see. I'm looking at my notes. Yeah, it's here, basically. There's so. All right. So. All right. I will. All right. This is a meta note here. Sure. There was. It was more reveals and commercials than was actually awards. There was not actually a lot of awards in this. Oh yeah, no, that's thing. that's and, the Oscars and stuff like that too. To a certain. Mm-hmm. Not really. You don't have the. You. Know, I. I don't remember ever watching an Oscars and they literally go into a trailer for a movie. Like they're in as a part of the show itself, where they That's have like the director, true, the where they have a director awesome. for a movie. Like I don't remember like any point like you know some director for a movie walking out and saying, "Hey, here's this new movie coming out that I have. Here's the trailer for it." 
you know, in the middle of the Oscars. I that's never happened. No, that's fair, but I guess also the Oscars and they, and they did that. Ads. Yeah, well, that's the and that's what I was about to say. That's the thing. It's like the Academy in general has money. They have money. They can just put on the awards. Show. They have sponsors too, of course. But I mean, they have a certain amount of money. Just period. The video game, you know, the people putting on the video game awards don't have that cash flow. Yeah. It's not that there isn't that cash flow in the games themselves in the games industry. Of course, there is. We, we're aware of that. But there's no, there's there's no kind of there is no inner group or any organization for video games that holds money to that extent. So, as a result, the entire thing ends up being two-thirds commercials. I mean, it was and it was literally two-thirds commercials and reveals. Yeah, I, but I guess also, like, I show up to the game, I, I watch the Game Awards at this point for the mm-hmm. reveals. Like, if there weren't the reveals, I'm not sure I'd watch the Game Awards at this point. Like, and that's going back to like, the VGAs on Spike that was also yeah. one of the big draws of it like it was the I think back then it was often when like it was the this is when they announced the new Call of Duty and stuff like that like it's it's the there was some stuff you knew was going to be there and since the jump to the PGAs it's been a little more freeform but like well, for me it's why I watch well with that in mind and this is another kind of meta note is I mean are we looking at sort of people more and more kind of feeling out replacement for I I think that's a larger like, like where 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 can we piece out parts of E three to other things? Yeah, but Cause also because we, we've already kind of talked about E three. Are they are they are they think are they starting to shudder it? You know, is it starting to die out or is it not? And it's like I, and you know, I'm seeing so many so many reveals during the game wars, I'm like, hmm, that's something you more often see in E three. And so that that was the thing to me that I was like, hmm, is this, you know, a part of a what 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 do we do post E three to still have our big big money reveal? Well, I also think E three was six months ago now. Yeah, that's true. Like w- w- this is the other end of the year. Like it's the Christmas is a couple weeks away at this point. None of yeah. the games there, with some exceptions that are having big trailers, are coming out this year. They're all coming out like. January, February, March, April of next year. All that stuff prior to E3. Like, I guess in my mind, like it's you have the TGAs for here's what comes and all the stuff prior to E3, and then you have E3 for and here's the stuff that comes September, October, November, December, and in yeah. the farther future. And I think it comes down to when do you want to reveal your game? Like, Do you want to risk having your game as part of E3, or would you rather it have the spotlight on it where it's like it's it's one of 10 game trailers, but also it's one of 10 game trailers. So if it's bad, it's bad. But if it stands out, it fucking shines. I think like, um, the outer, the outer planets game, or keep butchering the name. I feel bad now. Um, outer world. I think that would have, that will do it. That does a lot better at TGS than it does at E3. Cause it can't get lost in the kind of miasma that is that conference. I think like hmm. th- there's an amp. I can see that. It like, it's the like dauntless, it's not Monster mm. Hunter World. It's kind of Monster Hunter World. Does better at the TGAs. I think a lot of the indie stuff they showed off does better at the TGAs. I think um, Hades, the game from the, the the new game from the guys behind Transistor and Bastion and God, what's that game I played last year? Torchlight? No. Um, the weird soccer ball game I, I dug so much. Rift? I, the Super Giant games. 
their stuff has an audience that cares more about video game awards than not, I think, because while Supergiant Games makes absolutely fantastic games, they're critically yeah. acclaimed games. Like it's they're yeah. they're of that tier where they're gonna sell five million copies, but they're not gonna sell it day one. They're gonna sell it over the span of two months kind of thing. Which isn't a bad thing. Yeah. It's like but their their games are not for everyone. And they shouldn't be. And they're amazing yeah. games, but like they get their recognition at the PGAs, not at like E3's best of show or something. That's true. That is very true. Um, yeah, I, it seems like, yeah, I, I, I kind of like that. That's an interesting analysis that the game awards in their, in their own way end up being a better platform for indie stuff than E3 ever was. Well, so and I guess kind of the, the counter to that, like didn't Far Cry New Dawn and also uh, Rage 2 feel out of place? Like, they're, in what way? From everything else, Bell's announced. Yeah, I guess like it's if you're putting all the trailers next to each other, you have big, ambitious, kind of obviously story-driven, very artistically driven stuff, and then you have Rage Two, which is shoot guys in the face with a shotgun, and Far Cry New Dawn. Yo, we got a buzzsaw kind of uh, bow gun. They both look cool. Don't get me wrong, but like I guess like in the spectrum of what was shown, they felt more. It felt broier, I guess, in some ways. Like it's like, yeah, video games. For, yeah, video games. I don't know. I, I, I really hated the Far Cry New Dawn trailer. Like it's, it's hard to put into words how like I'm watching that going. Like, ah, oh, you fucked up now, Ubisoft. You, know, you know what my favorite, uh, my favorite commercial was though. What? It was the one. It was the one that was a reveal for Diablo's Eternal Collection discount. Yeah. <laughs> I love that that was the only Blizzard announcement there was Diablo Eternal Collection discount on the shop. Yep. That's, <laughs> that's when I saw that I was like, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so what next? Um uh, other things. Well, I can tell you the yeah, war the, the commercials that I actually was excited about. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Uh, more Dead by Daylight. Yeah, no, that was a trailer, too. They showed it twice, mm. which I didn't like, but... Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. I don't know what, what happened there. But yeah, great, really good trailer, well done. I love Dead by Daylight. It's such a well-done game. I like the implications I'm... of that trailer, where it's a character that hides other player characters. Yeah, Mimic. I have thought about a Mimic character before, yeah. and I was wondering if they're going to do that. The last... Uh, I think the last thing... Was, or not last thing, but I think one of the next things that they had talked about, they had gotten the license some months ago, but hadn't announced anything for it. A Hellraiser. That they had gotten the license for Hellraiser, you know, Pinhead and such, huh. but had not been able to do any work on that yet. So, I mean, that's why it was kind of a surprise to me. I was expecting it to actually be a Hellraiser announcement, but uh, it's an original content announcement, which I'm super cool with because it looks cool. It looks yeah. interesting. I think that's super cool. Mimic Killer, that sounds like a, such a cool idea. And no, and power to them I, too. Like I watched that trailer and I'm like, huh, I should give Dead by Daylight another shot. Like I remember playing it, but this is fine, but not for me. Like that trailer, I'm like, this is okay. This may be something I actually care more about than I thought. Yeah, I don't know when you last played it, but it was like they five have pillars. improved. It was very early on. 
Oh, it, they have improved oh, yeah, the game no, a lot. A, I didn't have a bad impression. Thing, it's just like, ah, this is not what I'm into right now. Yeah. Well, one thing, like, all the survivors now start with level one of all their perks. They used to start with none. So now they at least start with level one of all the perks. Mm. Leveling is way cheaper now. Like, leveling these characters up is so much cheaper than it used to be. They, they really reduce the cost of that. So it's a lot easier to level all the characters up. Yeah, and there's just a lot of tweaks. It is a better game than it was. Definitely way better. That's one thing they have done. They have improved the game constantly. But yeah, I, that's I, I was that's that's one one commercial that really got me pretty. Yeah. Fun. Um, I was I was honestly uh well you mentioned the super super giant game coming out uh it which is um gosh I can't remember the name of it now, but that looked cool too. I should remember the name, but I didn't write it down in my notes for some reason. I just wrote "new game from Supergiant" and then didn't write the name of yeah. it. Oh, Hades! Hades, that's right. Yep. Hades. 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 <laughs> and that looks looks cool. I love Resistor and Bastion. Resistor, especially. Resistor or Transistor. Or, or sorry, Transistor. Not Transistor. I, I most uh, of how I can see like a second of their gameplay and go, "Oh shit, new Supergiant game." Yeah. <laughs> so that that yeah that got me. Uh, uh, but honestly, a lot of the commercials did not get me very hype. A lot yeah. of the, it's some of them was well, some of the stuff that had already been kind of announced. Yeah, no, or big at least or at least it had been. But... No, there was. And that's one thing. I mean, there. I guess there wasn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a big. That was the surprise. But most of it was just like, here's stuff you already kind of know about, and here's more information. Alex. No, nah, I mean I caught part of the uh, the game awards, so I didn't get a chance sure. to really catch all of it. But I mean, the thing for me, I think I said that stood out was pretty much the Smash Brothers stuff, the uh, the Sonic Fox thing, which we all con- as a consensus wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, I didn't really have any too much else. I mean, it's it's the game awards. I was just kind of meh. I will say, just to kind of touch on the the subject we had earlier about the Oscars being like you know a, a comparison. I, I I like that this is kind of starting to happen because it's. It's giving it, I guess, a little more legitimacy yeah. and mainstreamness, if you will. Absolutely. Yeah. I, like it, it, it gives it more of an actual legitimacy for sure. Because other than like you have magazines saying, "Hey, top ten games of the years," you have an actual event show being put on, you know, with actual people, and it's it's. I mean, you you have names like people like Joe McHale, obviously, but like Christoph Waltz at a fucking video game awards. Yeah. That's, that's that was pretty cool. That's pretty fucking cool, and like. I, I do also have to say, like, a lot of these actors who've been around before are starting to find new life in voice acting for yeah. games. Like, Christopher Judge, big example. Like, last time I heard of him was pretty much only on Stargate, and, like, to find out that he was the fucking voice of, uh, Kratos, yeah. you know, Kratos was just great. So, I, I kind of just, like, overall, past its moments of, like, uh, you know, cringiness oh, yeah, of overall, just that all that, point. it's an award show. But then again, every award show has that shit. Like, Tell, find me an Oscars when you don't have fucking cringe bullshit happen. Well, I, I, I'll go well. back. Like it's the, I'm not sure how much you two watched the VGAs back on Spike, but I watched them pretty religiously too. Like it's that one was a little bit less mature. Like there was a year where it started off the musical number, and then Neil Patrick Harris, who was the host, like killed everyone on stage or something. It was real weird, and like it's it was fun in a way that the TGAs are not, and I think that's a good thing because I. Like you two have been saying, there's a legitimacy the TGAs bring to the topic of Game of the Year and 
a very subjectively viewed like reviewing games is subjective it's it, everyone has their own yes. experiences with stuff like hell everyone observing the tgas has their own experience with stuff and having this kind of very buttoned up very oh we're not talking about video games we're gonna play people off the stage orchestra driven show is outside of normal video games but i think it also it lends a credibility to video games that it lacks from everywhere else where it's like yes we have a billion top 10 games of the year list out there we'll do something at the end of the year but the yes yeah. but the wicked awesome cast's official list of best games of 2018 should not be a classy affair and video games deserves something <laughs> you wear a suit to yeah 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 i i like I said, i'm just more excited about the legitimacy of all this now like it's it's just becoming more and more authentic as people start to accept the fact that this is very much a part of our culture yeah and that as a whole we're evolving yeah. as, as a society if you will that there are new terms there are new forms of new media that are absolutely legitimate yeah i mean i mean i guess you may or may not remember when you know infamously roger ebert more or less had a large tirade that was essentially around the theme of video games cannot be art yeah no and and then this is, and this is like, I mean, they give it, you know, which, which I always found hilarious. If you, if you know anything about what Roger Ebert actually wrote when he was involved in film, you'd find it hilarious what he criticizes. But in any case, it just showed how even somebody that's, you know, fairly intelligent can just be totally wrongheaded about something he doesn't know about because it was, when he made the statement, video games were less so less accepted yeah. widely. And also, like, going back to the Atari days, no, those th those were not art, they were video games. Nowadays, like, it, it, you got Red Dead, you got God of War, you've got, like, the lines are blurring in ways that we never expected, kind of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, I, I don't see how somebody could play a game like Red Dead, Redemption 2, or God of War, or or even... Anything or, made you know, by or, Supergiant. Or, or Oberdin, or Oberdin, yeah. or any of them, and say, oh, this isn't art. It's like, mm, you don't know what art is. Yeah. I mean, if, if you, I mean, you, I would, I would challenge somebody who makes that statement to go around to all the, all the graphic designers that worked on that game yeah. and tell them what they did was not art. I would go so far as to say we occasionally make video games that are too much art for some people. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Like oh, absolutely. Like uh, I have, I probably have several in my collection that. And I absolutely have, I absolutely have several in my collection that pretty much cross that line. Like the Stanley Parab uh, Parable, a, a very successful game, artistic to an obnoxious, wonderfully obnoxious, but like so up its own ass kind of thing degree, and that's the intent of that game, so it succeeds gloriously. But like, not a game for the Call of Duty player. Yeah, uh, and and that's the beautiful thing yeah. about games. And I, I've had many arguments about this, even with other developers, is video games are medium, not a genre. Yeah. Film is a medium. TV is a medium. Video games is not a genre. And I, and, I, and I challenge anybody to argue that point with me, because it's... it's it, and to look at the games that exist now, and to say that, oh yeah, that's a genre. Yes, Bioshock and Cuphead are literally the same thing. Well, Along with Dear Esther. Those three games, literally the same thing. To be fair, like, Dear Esther is basically Bioshock. <laughs> they both have female characters in them. And walking. 
and walking. Yes. See, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just—it's a ridiculous thought, a ridiculous statement. But now I think people are coming around because you know what? A lot of time for a long time, people said that TV and movies couldn't be art either. Yeah. I mean, so it's—it's it's just. It, it's evolution. It takes time. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on from that, we got an email this week. I've got two, actually. Never mind. we got two. Uh, but if Yay. you want to contact us, how would you go about doing that, Alex? If you want to contact us, you would very simply pull up your email provider, client of your choice, and in the two uh, receiver section, you would put wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. What's that email again, Henry? That is wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Spells it sounds down in the show notes, etc. etc. First email comes in from Anton. There have been a lot of weird topics on the Wicked Awesome Cast. You've talked about food science, truly monstrous food dishes, 40 videos, live hentai dubbing, and even about messed up start how about how messed up the Star Trek universe is. Normally these topics are funny, but not for me. But last week you briefly discussed lawnmower racing, and I need more. Please explain this truly wow. magnificent sounding sport. Okay, before we continue, you did not give food science the respect it deserves. You need to say it in its true form, sir. Food science! There, you happy? Now we can continue, yes. Uh... Uh, lawnmower racing is exactly what it sounds about. It uh, sounds like it is. I learned about it when I was on a trip and I was in England and I was could not sleep at 2 a.m. in the morning. So I was watching like the equivalent, I think, of like Britain ESPN, and they had the local championships for lawnmower racing, and it was dumb and British. And I'm like, huh, maybe it's 2 a.m. Maybe it's the fact I'm jet lagged. Maybe it's all the beer in my system. I don't know. Could be the fact that I'm, like, way younger than I am currently in my point in life. This is pretty cool. So I came back to the States and started following. It turns out there's a National Lawnmower Racing Association in the U.S. If you live in Ohio, I think the, the finals are still held there. There are, like, 12 different classes of it. Some of them are real fun to watch. Some of them are not. I've seen a nitrous-powered lawnmower jump six other lawnmowers before. Uh, Holy crap. I it's a cool redneck sport. Uh, it's uh, of the many redneck hobbies I dabbled in or observed at one point. It's like one of the better ones from a like, nah, this is racing. Beautiful, dumb racing, but like, th th there's something great about watching a sit down lawnmower take a turn at 60 miles an hour and like drift. Wow. Drift. There are lots of great that, videos that out there. Me. It's all over the U.S., there's lots of places. I. Me and my dad got big into watching it. Like there was a the closest major event to us was up in the Catskills, uh, Catskills Mountain Range in New York. There was a county fair that had a nationally ranked um, meet every year as part of their county fair. That me and my dad used to drive to back when I was younger because it was a county fair that had lawnmower racing into it. You showed up like <laughs> it was like a five, it was like a six hour drive to the fairgrounds. We spent like the night up in the like, it was a weekend trip. You went, you watched the lawnmower racing one day, watching trophies get given out, ate some fried food, got a tan, and you went the fuck home because you watched lawnmower racing. Like, I've only been to the finals once, which was in Ohio, and that was like, okay, we're doing this because I'm going off to college, and we have to go see this dumbness once in person. And it was like NASCAR, but with lawnmowers, which 
there's a sense of humor to the sport lots of other sports don't have. Oh, good. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I like that. I, I, I think I appreciate that. That already makes me appreciate that sport. I, I have a bottle of lawnmower racing oil signed by the hedgehog. The holder of the fastest lap times at the time of the event I was at was at kind of thing. I don't know the guys are doing it, but it's the hedgehog. And I have a bottle of like stable lawnmower winterizer signed by him because that's what the sport is all about. That's, oh, it's, 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 that's it's, it's great. Like if, if you live in a place that lawnmower hap- lawnmower racing happens, you should at least be watching it. It is a day of your life you won't get back, but also like you get to walk around knowing you've watched a lawnmower hit a corner at 60 miles an hour. Not all of them do that. Like in the same day you'll watch a lawnmower hit that same corner at one mile an hour and you'll go, huh, this is not exciting. I'll go to the bathroom and miss nothing. Like it's <laughs> it is a day of pure fantastic idiocy. That like because we talked about last week, I've been trying to find California meets for it because my girlfriend has never seen lawnmower racing, and I think I owe it to her to show it to her once because, like, it, it is all the fun of a real car race with all of the, like, huh, we race in lawnmowers, tilt head sideways, laughing at it kind of thing. It's, it's <laughs> fun in ways lots of things in this world no longer are because they're too serious. And often because of the major events, they have like weird stuff going on. They'll have somebody that builds like a giant monster truck tired lawnmower. It's like it's six feet tall as opposed to like 20 feet tall. We were like, that's the biggest lawnmower I've ever seen. Or they have like dragster lawnmowers that are just fucking John Deere. They've dropped the suspension so it's super low. And the thing just shoots fire out of the back because nitrous. Yeah, it's all kinds of dumb in the best way. I wouldn't be surprised if they have that out here oh, in I'm, Oregon. I'm convinced they have it up. Like, seeing as you have lumberjack competitions up in your neck of the woods, which I am envious yeah. of, because lumberjack competitions are awesome. Like, you need to go find two man chainsaw competitions. Mm, yeah, because a two man chainsaw competition is we're gonna build a chainsaw that chops like a four foot diameter log in half in fractions of a second by basically attaching like a hemi. To a chainsaw. <laughs> they're amazing. Yeah. So they're gigantic too. Holy crap. Like they have blades that could double as paddles for boats. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. <laughs> Lumberjacking competitions are amazing. And that like oh yeah, they're... don't go for the entire weekend, but like eight hours at a lumberjack competition is time well spent once a year. Like it watching a bunch of people race to see who can climb a tree the fastest, and, like, it doesn't take minutes, it takes seconds, is undeniably kind of cool. You, you Watching it, you will grow hair on your yeah. chest. Immediately. Your, your clothing will turn to flannel, and you will grow a beard. Yeah. <laughs> if you already had a beard, your beard will grow longer and manlier. Perfect. And you'll, feel, what I uh, and you'll feel the urge to go camping and chop down trees for no reason. <laughs> I hope that answers your question, Anton. <laughs> Thank you for yeah, writing in. Thank you for writing in. Uh, our next email comes in from Anonymous. Hey Wicked, hey, hey, Wicked Crew. As I'm sure you're aware of the Game Awards were this week. No, we were not aware. <laughs> and even more so this year, they were definitely big space with some dots in it. A spectacle. If you were to put on a similar event, what would it be like? Oh. 
the same thing with better music. All right, so let's all right, so let's think about this. So we're talking about a wicked awesome cast. Yeah, what would show. the wicked awesome cast? Okay, it's it's like the Nick Choice Awards, <laughs> except we shoot you with paintballs as part of the acceptance speech instead of playing you off the stage. That feels very on brand for us. Yeah. But as soon as your time's up, just pop, pop, pop. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You have 30 seconds and we start shooting at you. Yeah. The award itself is a shield. Or a middle finger. Or a middle finger. <laughs> How edgy we feel in that year. It's a shield with a middle finger on it. Yeah. 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 And uh, all right, so who's our musical acts? Who who what I Who's the official who's the who's the official musical act for the I cast? don't know, but I think it's all like metal of some kind or just like Oh, no. Baby metal. Yep, yep yeah, you're you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct on that one. Like them there or war. Yep. I was gonna or say war. Or yeah. both. I would go to At that the same concert, time. Yeah. But we don't warn people about there being baby metal or war. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! That's 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 the that's the part of the charm. Let's see. We we'd have to have an, an entire section devoted to. Uh, There's a three drink minimum. What's, what's that? What's that? All right. What's that thing that Alex keeps wanting to talk about? And we keep shutting it down. The Matrix Online. Yeah. Yeah. We'll it, have to have every an entire section devoted. to Every that. show ends <laughs> with an in memoriam section to the Matrix Online. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. That ends with me walking on stage going, no, fuck all of you for caring about this game. Yeah. It wraps up with us just fighting about the Matrix Online every year. Every year, yeah, that's 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 the end credits. Yeah, and yep. literally it's every like it transitions time. into like and now, as always, in memoriam the Matrix Online. Fuck Alex for liking about for liking this game. Fuck him. <laughs> we we would have awards. I'm thinking the awards would be like this game annoyed us the least this year. This game did not make my hands go numb slash yeah. have to go to the doctor. All the superlatives <laughs> we've given out in the past, we give out. Like I, I, We have worst game and hottest mess. Like We also then have like dumpster fire we most delighted in talking about, and dumpster fire we felt bad talking about. Uh, news gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. Video That's game that, an award? that deserves an award for something. We just don't know what that award is. Uh, video game with the most news about it. But it just dumpster fire of the year? Yeah. Well, that's different. Dumpster fire of the year is different than most news. Like most news is one just, thing. Dumpster fire is most news in a bad way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like game that gets the longest Charlie rant. Ooh, yeah, we have one. an they have, we have an award for longest Charlie rant game and shortest Charlie rant game. The winner of eh, it's fine. It's a video game is. <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll allow it. Yeah. The, the winner of will allow it I is... I hate it. <laughs> Game we felt the urge to talk about way more than it deserved. <laughs> oh, uh, God. The best completely off-topic segment? Yeah, definitely that. That's just us. Again, that's just us on stage talking about, like, and that's it's the only award show with a preamble. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's just me and Jeff like running cable in the background while you two are like, "Man, when the fuck are you two gonna be done?" <laughs> yeah. Best segment you can hear one of me or Alex's dogs in. 
<laughs> yep. That's another good yep. one. <laughs> Best dog of the year. Yeah, I. it'd be a lot like the VGAs on Spike, I fear. Where it's just us being like, yeah. yes, we're yeah, on we're... video games, but also we're we... making fun of them. Yeah, we are we are far less Oscars and we're definitely more Spike TV. Yeah. We're the Cliffy <laughs> B of the Oscars. Yeah. Uh, uh you mean you mean we're the Michael Bay? No. Cliffy B. So we quit the it's Oscars. It's gotta be video game related. No, what I'm just saying is like Cliffy B is basically Michael Bay. Oh well, yeah. But the podcast title attesting to this fact. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I it would be one part like reverent and one part like just the hottest mess. Like, like part of me wants to make the joke of like half of the like the recipients would be kidnapped and not sure where they were, but like only half of them would be where it's like, well, we couldn't get Kojima to show up normally, so we kidnapped him. It's just him to see being like, where the fuck am I? Going on here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, our yeah. It- yeah, we de- definitely. Yeah, our award show would would it would be a spectacle. It'd still be a spectacle. I just thought of the ultimate award we'd have: Matrix we'll Online have the of the award. Year. <laughs> <laughs> what the game, game that hurt died Alex and should most? Oh. And for the fifth year in a row, it's still the Matrix Online. <laughs> we should really make a new category. Well, it's like because we've done the game, of, we've done game of the year on this podcast before, and one of our traditions was like the hot mess of the year is the award for the previous year's recipient. So, like, we had the Evolve Award, and the next year it was like receiving the Evolve Award was <laughs> that was the one year that award was named after itself because we thought Evolve was so bad we thought it came out the previous year. Nice. <laughs> We're like, yeah, so uh, winning the Evolve Award is Evolve because we thought this game came out last year. <laughs> it's bad. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, I... It would not be a classy affair. Oh, no, fuck no. But we would require black tie anyway to be like, we're all wearing black tie and Kevlar yep. vests. Yep. Because all we have are hot takes. Yep. The hottest of takes. <laughs> Whether we deserve to have them or not. Oh, thank you for writing in. Yes, thank you so much for writing in, Anonymous. Yes. Ah, that does it for this week's episode. Anyone got anything else they want to say before we get out of here? Oh, I, I will say this. Um, in two of the promos, there are Wilhelm screams. They they stood out to me. I just, did not notice that. Them there. Hilarious. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the time code. It, it, I used to work with a guy who, like, his default topic of conversation was the Wilhelm scream. Like, he loved to tell people about the Wilhelm scream. So, as a result of that, I've become exceedingly sensitive to noticing the Wilhelm scream. And the fact that one got past me is pretty fucking impressive. Two. Yeah. Two. One, let alone two. Yeah. I love that we're still using that cliche. It it works. I don't know why. You know what the Wilhelm scream is, Alex? Yes, I do. Ah, you actually know a reference. I do. Very good. Aha. Anything else? How old is that fucking scream, by the way? Old. It's been around for a long fucking time. Yeah. Yeah, I know that much. It dates back to 1950s. Yeah. The ah, yeah. this weird ass yeah. fucking yeah. Yep. Oh, movie. Uh, 
uh, beginning in 1951 from the film Distant Drums. Well, who wants to close it out this week? Uh, I'll do it. Hey. In the middle. Yeah.